This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. I know that was your beat and you wanted to hear it and that was your thing. But today we're going to do a full out old school, the way we used to do lives when we did all Q&As. We're doing an all Q&A live today where y'all can go ahead and ask them questions. Y'all can go ahead and post them in the comments. You can, it can be anything, whatever topic you want to talk about. That's how we're going to do it. Our gold members have posted questions in the gold section. We're going to get straight to those. Um, you know, Jim, big shout out for the super chat, bro. You, Jim's in the gold area. He's, I can see him. And you know what I'm saying? I seen him when he like typed up that super chat. He was like, yeah, they're going to love love me for this. Wham. And he just folded his arms and just sat back. And then it just popped up on the screen. So big shout out to you, brother, for the super chat. But today we're going to do all questions and answers. So post them in the comments right now. Go ahead. Get them out there right now before you post where you're from so we can jump straight to it. But first, you know what we got to do. We got to roll graphics. That's how we roll around here. Let's do that. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This right here, this channel right here, if you've never been here before, this channel is the place that you're going to probably leave with a throat punch injury. And it's okay. Some people need to get punched in their throat, and you're going to learn a lot. We we call throat punches things you learn that you didn't expect you was going to learn, like how much it hurts to get punched in the throat. Today, we, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a few things, but let me, let me go back and make sure I cover what this channel is and who this channel is for. My name is Ty. I'm a former Army combat photographer, the owner of Flash Film Media. And this channel is about the business side of content creation. Whether you're a photographer, videographer, content creator, I don't care what you do. We're going to help you get that bag. That's all we talk about. You can go a million other places to learn how to create pretty pictures and how to add more bokeh and, you know, how to try to move the hair light just an inch. Or, you know, Rembrandt lighting or whatever type of lighting you want to do here. We all about getting that bag because you don't need to be as good as or as good as you don't need to be as great as you think you do to start making money to be valuable. Content is the new crack. Look around you. Every screen that you own is a crack pipe. And all the people you see walking down the street, looking at their phones, bumping into stuff. They are your new crackhead. So make sure. You as a content creator, you're not getting too high off your own supply, but you are in a position to make sure you can profit and benefit off of it as you should be as a content creator. 
Um, let's start with a few things. Few things. Big shout out to everybody that's that's popping in the gold member section. I'll give you guys some time. If you are a gold member, go over to um, the community under live lectures. You will see a link to join to be a part of the group I'm getting ready to bring on in a little bit. A few weeks back, I had a disclaimer. We're going to go back to that disclaimer because we've been having a bunch of spam and all kind of stuff. Listen, and let me read it because I wrote it down and it's important that you, you guys who are watching understand the disclaimer because as your channel grow, people and things attach to it to grow themselves, especially if they feel like you're giving valuable information. It's the reason Nike go after LeBron for a shoe deal. You know, even though LeBron don't know about how to make a shoe by attaching yourself to to somebody like LeBron James, it gives them relevance in basketball space. So they do that. The difference is between, you know, a, a sponsorship or a partnership is they pay to be there. Other people just latch on and try to sit by you and try to act as though they are next to you to gain recognition. So let me read my disclaimer here. It's been brought to my attention that a lot of you have been approached by bots, other members, and even fake YouTube accounts designed to look like mine to try to tell you something or try to sell you something. They often provided free offers with links designed to capture your information or add you to some email list. They will invite you to some mastermind group, some online course, some consultation call, or try to sell you something so-called designed to help you grow your business to reach new clients or make no more money. Let me be clear. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm all about furthering your education outside of flash home Academy. I'm not telling you to not get courses here or do all that, but you know, if it's me, I'm gonna tell you it's me. I enjoy sites like LinkedIn learning full-time filmmakers, Skillshare. However, I don't condone support or do business with any of these guys, bots or companies that are reaching out to you. I don't care how scary good it is. Um, I don't care if they're members or been on my live or have pictures on their websites or email you. I usually don't suggest things I have personally never used. I suggest working with uh, any any product that I suggest is usually going to be in the description or on my website. All right. It'll be listed usually in one of three places. The description below, Flash Film Academy or my Facebook page. In module one of the master course, I explained to you that as a new business owner, you are going to have a target on your head. It's going to be a lot of people trying to sell you the shortcut. A lot of people, are, they know you're hungry to get there. They're going to try to sell you a shortcut, right? It's real important that you don't fall for that. Um, I don't personally know these people. I cannot recommend them. And I want to make sure that I protect Flash Film Academy by only providing you with the real content and services that I've actually used to grow my business. It's real important. I'm not going to tell you to do something I didn't do. I'm not going to tell you to work with a client I never work with. I don't care who they are. If I if they have not got me results, I'm not going to tell them that I'm not going to tell you that they're going to get you results. It don't work like that. Um, so if you choose to do business with them, that's that's on you, fam. You do it at your own risk. Uh, it's real important that I say that and get that out of there, get that out there, because there have been a lot of people who've sat back and say, hey, 
these community of guys, I probably can sell them something. I probably can enroll them in what I'm trying to do because they're hungry for knowledge and they're hungry to grow their business. And I think I have a shortcut. So if I can go stand next to Ty and then sell what I'm selling, they will believe me. A lot of people have signed up for stuff thinking, well, I saw them talk on your show or saw somebody stand next to you. I thought that what they were talking about was real. And I don't know. I, I, I got no relationship um, or understand or even understand what their product or service is to promote it. So it's extremely important that I do what I got to do to protect my brand because I don't need nobody saying, oh, I went and had a consultation with such and such paid all this money and none of that crap worked. And I and I got it from you. Right. So, nah, not me. If I if it's something that I say, hey, this worked for me, then I'm going to definitely put it out there and, and say it works for me. In the meantime, in the meantime, it ain't for me. So want to get that straight, get that out there. Um, let me go to some of these questions because I got a few questions in the Q&A, the gold member section. Let me refresh it in case anybody posted more. And I want to get to the, the gold member questions first while you guys get the rest of your questions. Um, you know, why do you, why do you guys get the rest of your questions in the comment section so we can get those going? We got people jumping in the room. Um, we're going to let that fill out. Okay, one of the questions was, I've been operating a business as a sole proprietor using my personal name for at least 10 years. The knowledge I've gained from you has me wondering how I should transition the business structure without losing um, the vendor or credit history. Okay, let me let me be real clear. If you've been doing as, as a DBA for 10 years, your credit history is your credit history. It's not a business. Your business don't have a credit history. It's going under your social security number. DBAs don't get the same tax IDs as a business. So you wouldn't be losing um, you wouldn't be losing business credit by going and starting a new business. Your vendors and everything shouldn't have a problem switching over once you notify them of the rebrand because companies rebrand all the time. Um, you know, they, they it happens all the time. So you want to get an LLC to the LLC is going to help you and protect you equally. It's very important that you realize that this is designed to create a separate entity. You want to create something separate. Trust me, you don't want to get in a car accident driving your own car without the right amount of coverage. You hit a, you go hit a Bentley. Your 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 uh, car insurance maxes out at ninety thousand. The Bentley has two hundred thousand dollars worth of damage. You're getting a personal lawsuit, and they're saying, "Oh, you have all this camera equipment. We're about to come get. We own that now. Not if it's a separate company." And that's an extreme case. I'm being honest with you, but you don't want your personal assets to blend or mixed with your company assets. Let's say you're in an area right now that has a hurricane and. You know, you got just homeowners insurance and something happened and your homeowners and your your house get wiped away and it maxes your homeowners insurance. Well, there may not be enough money left over to cover the twenty thousand dollars worth of gear you had. But if you have a business that has insurance, that first dollar starts with your gear on up. So you want to make sure you protect yourself and you have a separate business that will allow you to do that both financially um, mostly financially, vice versa. If you are going through an, a, a divorce and you got to pay alimony, you got to pay child support, all of that stuff, your business was is a separate entity. They can't come after your business. 
You can't come after the owner or one of the chairman of AT&T and say, we're going to base what you pay not off what you make, but what your company makes, because your company is a separate person or a separate entity that has his own bills and expenses. What you decide to pay you is on you. So it's real important that you separate the two. That is, that's also the case for banking. If you got something go wrong with your bank because your cousin who is listed on your bank thought it would be a good idea to take a check from such and such down the street for $10,000, cash it and give him five, thinking they made some money and they freeze your account up. Or your cousin decide they want to go get a PPP loan when they ain't never had a business and they freeze your account up. You still have a separate account for your business. So you want to make sure that you do things completely separate. And and it's important that you you go the LLC route. I got questions coming in, so we're gonna keep them keep them coming. Keep them coming so I can go back and uh so I can go back and ask them. Sean, that was that was exactly who I was talking about. Um, let's see. Question in your video, are you a freelancer acting like a gold member in the business in the gold member lecture? You talk about Flosky. I'm not sure if you talk about it. How was the the other videos? But I wanted to know how the service worked out for you. I saw a service too and wondering if you had a good experience. I had a good experience with Flosky. Got no beef with them. Um, but I want, depending on what you're doing, if you're doing really simple email, I mean, not emails, but if you're doing really simple um, edits, Flosky is wonderful. Flosky is kind of like, if you take a, a group of, $150 and under editors on Fiverr and you just created a pool of them. So you got decent editors, not really, really good editors, not editors that can look at something and pull out stuff. And you got editors that you can say, Hey, I need X, Y, and Z and they can get it done. They're not really creative. I don't know if because they're not told to be, but they're not super creative. However, um, it works. So let me let me break down what Flosky is because a lot of people are asking me. Flosky offers writing, graphics, everything for unlimited for one price per month. So you can get video editing, you can get graphic design, you can get blog writing, you can get everything for one price per month. It's around a five hundred, six hundred dollars a month. Um, it's really good to offset if you don't have. You know, you're not in a position to consistently hire an editor or whatever. You can do it for a month, cancel it, do it for a month, cancel it. And now you have somebody. I The, the, the current design you see um, on Flashroom Academy was designed from a web designer on Flosky. So I really enjoyed it. Um, it was just sometimes you come across periods where you may not have enough content to send. And you're like, man, I got three articles written. Is it worth me spending five fifty this month? If you're in a position where you got a lot of business, I would definitely try it. They, You want to kind of understand their flow so you'll know how to still make your deadlines and send them videos and know that they're going to get edited on time. But they're, I enjoy Flosky. I got nothing bad to say about them. Again, that's a company I use. I can, I can, I can speak about them uh, intelligently and make sure I give you guys the right information. All right. Kyla says... Uh, Let's see if you agree on specific deliverables for an event and the client wants additional cuts, meaning another idea for a new video using the same footage. What is the best way to price that? I love that question. That's a really good question. Um, Kyle, what, what I do is I send the client back the same base rate to edit a video. 
because we do structure-based pricing, we're sending them that same base rate and they got the same add-ons that they can add. So we're starting from scratch with editing a video. That's why I tell you guys to separate the price from capturing the video to editing the video because we can capture 10 hours of footage and do a two-minute video. If the client needs, we can create more content out of that video, but it has to be at a separate price. It can't be treated like a revision because it's not a revision. It's a whole separate thing. So make sure you can send them over. Okay, our base rate, base rate for one minute video is $400. And then it's, you know, $100 or $200 for each additional minute, whatever your base rate is. Okay, we need an additional eight minute video. So if it's 400 plus another uh, for the first four minute plus another 400, that's $800. So that, that way you can push the price. Um, you can push the price and they can see it. So you want to kind of get that set up so that they have the ability to um, they have the ability to, to to know exactly what the cost is. And then you can offer up sales within that. I'm getting questions about it. Where is it at? I got you guys coming up. Um, so you want to be able to make sure you have the ability to upsell within that sale as well. There you go. Got your message. People from IG send me the code don't change. y'all. I just want to let you all know that. This code ain't changing. Not for a while. It might. All right. Um, another question from Comb Ags. Business name question. My current business name. Um, wait, wait, let me go back to that. Is it Ventura Visuals? But now I want to focus on niche of developing documentary short films. There's a lot of stories um, here that nonprofits have budget have budgets to produce video does the name sound legit or should i consider changing it i i actually think that if you're going after nonprofits specifically that niche needs to be that direct we create brand videos or we help tell the stories of nonprofits that you may want to go with something and something that will attract nonprofits that name may not attract nonprofits i'm, I'm not saying it's a bad name but it's not designed to trigger them so I would consider that. Those are the gold member questions we got so far. Let's go to the comment section. Make sure I hit that like button. Let's go to the comment section. Um, and you know what? Let's bring on the crew and then let's go to the comment section. Why, why do this alone when I ain't got to? I got the crew on standby. They like, they ready to go. They just waiting at the camera like, you know what I'm saying? They all in their screens. You ever, you ever, my old, my old cats, you ever watch Voltron where, where everybody, where they like split up the screen and everybody like land in their seat and they all in the Voltron. Like, y'all don't know about that. That's how they looking right now. They laughing, but all my older cats, they know what I'm talking. I guess if you're a Power Ranger, they, they, they was together. Voltron had their own. Anyway, um, let me bring on the guys so we can get everybody, uh, get everybody settled. Give me a second. I got to. Make sure the screen is right. Y'all keep posting them questions because we're going to get right to it. I'm going to bring on the crew so uh, they can chime in. Look at that. I'm moving stuff around so they can chime in on your questions in case I get a funny one. I ain't got to laugh at it by myself or feel bad for laughing at it. It ain't just me. So let me move this around while we get while we get to that. Um, meanwhile, I'm, hey, I'm going to ask y'all again. Keep uh keep posting y'all uh questions. Because if it's some that are far back, we're still going to get to them. All right. All right. It's about to be ghetto for a minute. Work with me. Look at that. Screen all out of whack. Everybody all muted. It's all good. Just work with me. We're going to get this. We're going to get this cracking. I don't want y'all seeing what's on my desktop. 
because I may have something, you know what I'm saying? And don't judge me. There we go. Don't worry about what I'm doing when I ain't on here. I'm minding my business. Uh, everybody's muted. We're going to unmute everybody. And we're going to go from there. Boom. There we go. We're going to go from there. And uh, give me a second. We're going to go ahead and do that. That's not what I'm looking for. You know what we can do, though? We ain't going to do that. There we go. We'll give people the options. Now everybody can go unmute. And y'all can jump on this thing and uh, we can go from there. So what's going on? It's already started. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody on? Everybody here? Okay. Here. We, we got the we, we got we got the crew. Present. Gotta <laughs> throw out the New York. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey, you know what's funny? We starting to get people who come on, but they only come on for the after hour. Like they like, I don't want to be on, but after hour, we know you cut up. So <laughs> yeah. Good looking out. We got we got uh good what's up, Rosa? Uh she say on starting off with something like a channel, how often should one post, especially right off, at least twice a week. At least twice a week. You want to post at least twice a week. Minimum. Twice a week minimum. Okay. Let me ask ask some more questions that popped up, maybe even popped up before that. Let me move my questions to this screen over here. Because I think we got some good questions. Let's go on back. Now that we got that closed, we can chop it up. Okay. How do you get around telling contractors to put on uniforms with the new IRS uh, employee contractor test? Many CPAs keep talking about it. Okay. You can't get the job if you if you don't if you don't put on a uniform. You're out of here, Bucko. You going on a T-shirt? Before that, let's see if we go back. I got. Let me see. We got one that pop up. Let me see. I'm talking to myself. One of y'all got y'all. One of y'all got y'all echo on. I'm sitting there talking to myself. I'm like, we do. Let's see. Let's see who that may be. Testing one, two. Nope, that ain't you. One of y'all, one of y'all got some feedback, and yeah, y'all, y'all gonna might. Find you. He's gonna find you. Let's see. I, th- I think it was Roderick. I think it was you, bro. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So just, just, uh, just unmute yourself whenever you're ready to chime in. All right, let me go back and uh, pop up a few, few good questions. Let's bring it to the screen over here. Make sure we got them coming in. All right, here we go. If y'all got questions, y'all can go for it. Whenever, if you're on the screen, you got a question, you can go for it. What advice do you give to a guy who understands the business sides and years of direct sales uh, and experience who's trying to get into video? It's going to be different. You're going to have a little bit of an upside when it comes to talking to people, when it comes to walking in the door and being comfortable with people. Because most people who create content, like like a content creator is the furthest, furthest thing, usually from a sales rep. Like we're we're usually to ourselves. We like to create. We're in our head about making sure that we're creative. We're not in our head about talking to people and being in front of people and just and, and, and really breaking the ice. Right. It's, it's easy to walk into a pre-made crowd, but it's hard for some people to create that crowd or get people's attention. So 
you have to still, you know, you may be a, a little bit ahead of ahead of the game as far as being able to walk into a room and command somebody's attention in a way that they purchase from you. Um, so it's just about tweaking it to understand how to structure your business, how to create your systems and processes, and then sell those items to the client that's in front of you. Big shout out to Honolulu. Post where y'all from? I do surf um, video photo. How do I make it big? That's a great question. Find who, who buys surf. Who needs those videos? Find out who needs them and then create it for them. They're all muted. Okay, hold up. I don't think I'm going to hit the mute button for all y'all, but we'll let y'all, we'll bring y'all back to life. There we go. We're about now. There you go. Still muted. Soda in the house. There we go. I was muted. Oh, my bad. One of y'all, one of y'all, I punished everybody. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome to military life. No, I'm joking. Um, let's see. <laughs> Do I got a Fiverr recommendation for motion graphics? Yes and no. Um, I'm gonna tell you, go over to um what is it? I want to say Ngato. Who who is uh, Audio Jungle? What's oh, the yes, Ngato, Ngato Elements. Go over to Ngato Elements or any place that sells um, After Effects logos that are pre-made. Right, buy one and then go to Fiverr, and you can find a guy for ten dollars that that'll implement your logo into it. He'll put it together for you. That way, you will own the program file. You'll have the right licensing, and you're not paying somebody a ton of money to create something from scratch. When really all they're going to do is go get it from that website and resell it to you. Just want to be real with you. Somebody said I'm going to start calling cell phone crack pipes. Any screen, any screen in your house, you got any screen in your house. You probably got 10 TVs. I've been seeing TVs in bathrooms lately. Have you seen the TVs on uh, gas? The The gas, gas, yep. I've been seeing TVs in the urinals. I've been seeing TVs behind the mirrors at the bars. I've been seeing TVs everywhere. I've been seeing them everywhere. Um, what makes that's a really good question, Dave asks. What makes Flash Film different from full time filmmaker? They're teaching you how to be a filmmaker full time. I'm teaching you how to be a content creator and working with corporate businesses. They're teaching you more of the in front of camera thing, how to shoot great. Um, interviews and things like that. I'm telling you how to get the get the client to shoot that interview for. That's the difference between what we do and what they do. They're teaching you. No knock on them. They have a different style. I'll say that they have a different style of teaching that is more. What's the way I can put it? Where people won't. I won't have to go. Right, you go for it. Jump into it. Go, go ahead. Come on. All right. So let me make it screen over here real quick. So, and like you said, this is not a knock on anybody, but I think if folks, it's been in the world long enough, UFC, MMA, and all that, it's different styles, right? To attack a different, you know, a, a certain type of opponent. So, are you saying, so are, you, ground fighting, are you saying, are, are you saying a uh, full time filmmaker is WWE and I'm UFC? I like that. I kind of no, so, no, put you both. Oh, those. oh, put okay. I'm, well, that's what I was saying. Right? But especially like when UFC first started, you've got folks that are better on the ground game versus somebody that's, you know, upright, that's boxing, or somebody that studies Kung Fu, that studies Wushu, Jeet Kune Do, or whatever. Certain styles are more effective at certain things. 
they know be the best analogy because they, like you said, no knock, they're great at what they do yeah. or what they are doing it for business wise. Yeah, I, I think they teach more of a, they do a great job at bringing, bringing your attention into how they shoot what they shoot. Right. They do a really good job showing you these are the cameras we had set up and we did this and to get that look. And that's great. That's cool. Um, and they're, if they, if you took the business aspect out of their channel, it would be a channel that taught you how to film, how to be a filmmaker. Right. And I respect that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we we're here to teach you the behind like the, the gritty, unsexy stuff that 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 gets you fundamentally growing in the idea of business. I don't care about I can teach you how to how to pick up a camera and shoot an auto and shoot an interview in two hours for me to teach you how to un, how to look at your business, target your audience, go after your audience like that takes time and it takes time that people usually don't want to spend because they don't want to learn who their target audience is. They as a creative, we're just for some reason we have this idea that I want to just bake this pie and set it on my windowsill. And then people come by and run up with money and buy slices. Like that's how we really think as content creators. I want to just create this dope moving, sliding gimbal drone shot that just blows away my competition and it's fog and smoke. And we got RGB lights and everything. And it looks so good that people want to buy it from me And the real world. Don't work like that. You can be the best hooper ever and if you hooping in somebody's driveway you'll never make it to the nfl like or in an nba you have to go through the process and here we teach you how to go through that process so you can get to the league you know what i mean so that's the main difference between what we do and what they what they do um one of the companies that i thought was like real big competition and no knock on them uh is masterclass like i love masterclass until i took a class and I didn't realize that it wasn't going to go into the details that I wanted, that the blend of entertainment and education was really almost one-sided. Um, and it was more towards the entertainment side. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy stories from Spike Lee and things like that. But, and I enjoyed the mindset and some of the theory that you learned, but I felt like it didn't always go into the mud deep enough in certain things. Like I really felt like I, it was a great experience, but if, if I had to choose between that, it didn't take nothing away from like film school. Like I, I felt like film school, I felt like what we teach here could probably replace um, a lot of business courses that you, you would have to go and learn as far as theory. And I felt like that was more entertainment. And I should have expected that because they have celebrities and, you know, it, it is what it is, but it's just different. Um, my bad. Did you have your hand up, hand up, Jim? Oh, you're muted, bro. Here, let me, let me ask to unmute. Yeah, you're still muted. There you go. Up in the corner with the dunce hat on. Backed it out. Well, I was trying to be polite. I hit the mute button and I says, when I try to click it in again, it's like, no, no, only he can do it. I'm not touching that again. He's all gonna have to listen to me. Let me see if I can. No, I um, it is. 
It's funny, I, listening to you guys talk about um, full-time filmmaker versus this, and I can find stuff on how to edit, how to do all sorts of stuff, whether it be on Udemy, um, which we just actually subscribe to to give to some staff to use and learn more. I always refer to people YouTube University or whatever. I don't know anybody that does Flash Film Academy. And if they do, they've done it so bad that I've forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's... I'd like to think I'm okay at what we do, but I love this so much. I sat here until like quarter after seven last week, just like, I I mean I need this class. It's it's I always tell my kids, man, you may as well bury me when I stop learning. Absolutely. So this is fantastic. There's no comparison. And I try to make sure I don't a lot of people are like, man, you get more subscribers if you did more B roll, if you were more out like I don't listen, this part of the this part of the business is not sexy. Like it's not the glamorous part, but it's the most important part. It's not that pretty, but if you get this, you will I make enough money. Because I'm on here, right? Look at me. me over here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Look at this mushroom head, man. Like a bong of Mario Kart right now. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But you, you got to learn this. Like, this is the stuff that you, you got to learn. You got to learn. <laughs> Where's my dog <laughs> So you, you got to learn this. Uh, this is the part that you got to learn, right? And it's a reason why they haven't made it glamorous and sexy and cute. A part of it has to do with the fact that they're not really in a rush for everybody to understand how business works. Who's going to flip burgers if all y'all come in and y'all understand how much money your company makes off you? We need people to flip burgers. So they don't rush to teach it. Like, and, and it's it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? And because of that, people overlook it. They don't care about it. They, they'd rather be motivated sometimes than learn the business. And I, and I try to find ways to, you know, help you understand the value of it. And then teach it in a way where you get it. And and that's why I use a lot of analogies. Because for me, I, I started relating business to things. Um, and I started getting it. I started seeing it. It started helping me see further and ask questions I wouldn't have asked just a month ago in the learning process. So here we try to help you understand that if you learn the business, you can you'll be able to buy any I can buy whatever camera I want. Because I learned the business, not because I went out and bought a new camera. They the red just dropped the camera yesterday. And I was like, do I want to get one of those? Do I really need it? Because if I do, I'm a pre-order and I'm not. And, and the camera was probably 24 five. And I didn't get there by taking better pictures. I didn't get there by going out, getting the latest gear. I got there by understanding business. And if you put the business first, you can get whatever. Like you won't, it won't be an, you won't live a life of surviving. Like, man, I wish I could, you'll live a life of, does it make sense for me to buy that? Does it make sense for me to go get all this gear? Cause I can go get it, but do it make sense? Like, do I really need that? I want an FX3. I got two A7S3s, an A7 four. Like, do I really, do I really need an FX3? Nah. Do I really need an A1? I don't. So 
that's the position you want to be in and understanding business is the only way that w- that'll get you there. Um, so that's why I'm really adamant about not making it, you know, not dressing it up where it's too, too pretty and glamorous because this part isn't this the part where if you do this wrong, you start doing taxes wrong, you'll be in jail. You're not going to make it. So, you know, I want to make sure that we, we joke and we have fun, but you understand how life changing and severe this part of your company is because you will con- uh, you will continue to fail doing it another way and you'll blame the world. And, and you'll be one of these old guys that I talk to that have these stories of greatness and they blame the world. You know what I mean? They blame, I could have made it to the NBA, but, you know, I popped hot for what? Why were you even smoking that? And you had an opportunity to go to the NBA. Like, why was that even, bro, that shouldn't even, the people around you should have been like, nah. So, you know what I mean? They blame the world instead of saying, maybe I shouldn't have partied too much. Maybe I should have focused on this. So, you know, the goal is to make sure people understand the value of the business side. And right now, the value of creating content, they're just, the the thing the planets are just in line right now for you to go for you to take your family from lower class middle class to upper class simply by understanding how to monetize this it's all around you like it's you can't go a day without consuming content you can go a day without a plumber without a dentist without a lawyer without a police officer you can go a day without almost anything else you can't go a day without consuming content you need to understand how valuable the times you're living is plus your skill set is. And I don't know that it will always be this valuable. I don't want to predict it because, you know, Ford probably made a Model T and said this will be valuable forever. Or Shell is out there pumping oil saying this will be valuable forever. And there comes a time when it's not. So it's important that you understand that so that you can learn it and get your money. You may you may make a million dollars and say, all right, y'all, I have fun video production. I'm about to go buy me some property and I'm about to manage that and I'm out the game, baby. I'm gone, you know, but but right now is so valuable. Like you, you can create oil right in your right in your house. You can just make oil and sell it. Um, it's so valuable that, you know, right now is the time to be mad aggressive with this so that you can make the money and go do whatever you want to do. So I, I want to make sure I help people understand that. Let me get to some more questions because uh, I know I'm way, way deep. Um, T. Jones says, what's good, Ty? I want my niece to be, uh, is that executive corporate photography? Can I go after every business per se, uh, construction companies or stick to law firms, banks? Businesses like when you do headshots within their business, within their area. Lawyers like when I have a lot of pictures of lawyers. Um, so I would try to stay within a niche. You can have a name with that area. You can have a name that's a little more broad than lawyer photographer. Um, but I would, I would market after like one area. So let me get something straight. Let me say something again. Two things, two questions that came up to me. One, somebody said, I can't tell what your niche is Two, Well, let's start there. Somebody said, I can't tell what your niche is. Okay. Let me be clear. I'm not on level one, two, or three. I'm on level 22. I can afford to spend money in three different niches 
and I can do it where my where where I market has separate landing pages that's not available to the public. When you look for me publicly, we show quite a few things that we do, but I service three main niches. And the reason I'm telling you to go after one niche or three niches is one financially. If you don't got two to three thousand dollars per month to spend on marketing in one why would you try to go after three? I'm trying to help you be successful faster. So the goal is to help you become successful faster. Robert about to get beat up over there. He got a crew on him. <laughs> um, so that's the goal. So what you may see on, on, you know, on my page may be different than where I'm bringing you into the game at. Just like if you look at Coca-Cola, you know, they got Diet Coke, Cherry Coke, Coke One. They got Minute Maid, all these brands they own. But they started with just one bottle. One flavor, one size. So the goal is to help you build a brand that that you can market to a client that will bite or or fall for your trap. A client that will do business with you. To do that, you have to look like something that specific client wants to work with. It's harder to do when you look like everybody. Like what do what do Walmart specialize in? Right? Who knows? We don't know. Cheap prices. What do true value specialize in? Paint. People who want to spend more money for paint and want the best paint, they're going to go to true value or whatever the name of the paint shop is. They're going to go straight there. So keep that in mind when you build your business. You can't compete. You can't beat out Walmart's prices because you're not big enough to buy as much inventory as they can. But you can compete in specializing in something. And being the best at understanding this one thing. You can compete with Walmart if you had a business. If you took one of its departments and you offered a better experience. Like Academy Sporting Goods can beat Walmart. Walmart don't sell enough football gear and helmets. And they may have a few basketballs, a few rims, some, some, you know, some ankle braces where you at, Brandy. They may have a few things like that, but they don't have everything Academy Sports have. So Academy Sports can beat them. 10 times the one when it comes to that area. So I'm telling you to start your business as Academy Sports or Dunham's or whatever they got, wherever you are, and not try to be Walmart. Because it's easier for you to say, hey, we sell sports stuff to people who play sports. We advertise in this instead of trying to do everything. So so that's why you may see something different um, than what I'm saying compared to my website and where we are. I have let, if you look for me online, and you pay for click on a paid advertisement, which I encourage you not to do because it's costing me money and I will show up and you'll get these hands. Um, you'll go straight to a landing page that is designed for whatever that ad is. Keep that in mind. All right. Um, go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. If you got a question and you own, you can just jump on. All right, cool. Real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, just piggybacking off of what you were just talking about. Cause I remember there was another live that somebody asked you about Flash Film Media what you're teaching before it looks to that and just to double down on what you just said like you are like you've been around the game for a hot minute you went through the struggles you did all the stuff so you're at a level that we're all like you know trying to get to you know to be able to have different you know different places that we can you know um market to and i think what you're preaching, you know, with with everything in business, like I think people gotta not has have to not focus so much on flash film media, but 
look at Flash Film Academy because this is exactly like how we found you. And, Absolutely. You know, if, you go, if you go to the Flash Film Academy website, it's niche down. You know, you know, you're not talking about you know other stuff that doesn't really correlate to this. You're not talking about video games. You're not talking about sports or you know and all that stuff. You're you're preaching about you know how to how to run a business and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So people have to start you know. They want to see like examples. Look at his Flash Film Academy stuff. Don't focus too much on his Flash Film media stuff because his media is on another on another level and it's more directed to the, the clients that he wants. Right. That's what I get out of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is definitely yeah. like that. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> like. That. And, but you get people who two. You get two type of people that usually bring this up. One, they don't. They've never heard of me. They don't know this guy. They're like, well, what do you do? What do you? You know what I mean? So they want to kind of. And two. People who don't want to understand it, they just want to replicate it. They want it to work for them. They don't want to learn it. They just want to go to your website and see what you did. And they're like, oh, I'm copying your website, but your website don't speak to who I want it to speak to. And I don't know how it's going to work because you didn't take the time to really learn it. So we get a lot. We found you guys. We found our own methods and means. We started it. Pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problems. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, Clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to flashfilmacademy.com today to get started. Use promo code POD5, that's P-O-D-5, to save 15% off this course. Like, I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere. It's not like a lot of you do that. <laughs> um. so far beyond just one niche. I mean, tomorrow morning we've got a client we're doing interviews for. Tomorrow evening, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, we've been booked for three night class with all of them. And then we have a, another shoot with a marketing company Monday and Tuesday with uh, that they're bringing in thirty to $50,000 bags for the custom. Wow. It's crazy. None of them are even on the same like. It's weird, but you just you eventually get there, and I'm assuming that's exactly what happened to you. All of a sudden, people are like, "Hey, by the way, could you do this?" Yep. I mean, that dog video was a straight up like a film on our website. I thought it was a joke. 
<laughs> well, well, let me just send you a quote. We'll see what happens here. Next thing I know, the retainer's been paid, and I'm thinking, oh, I guess we're really doing it. Okay. So, I've had... I've had people contact me to do my bar mitzvahs, and I'm like, we don't really, we want a high-end corporate company to cover it. I was like, all right, this is the price. I'm there. Don't do weddings. Don't yeah, do we weddings. we streamed it live. We we set him up, and you know, yeah, weddings. I'm yeah, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to live. Um, that's a great question that came up by Michael Turner. I'm sure he's my cousin somewhere out there in the streets. Um, you have a passion for wedding photography and video. Is it a good niche? Weddings is always good money in weddings. Um, it's just whether or not you want to deal with it and how good you are as a content creator. Keep in mind, weddings is one of the only things where if you don't get it right, when it happened, it's a wrap for you. You you, you going on a t-shirt, bucko. You go, it's a wrap. Um, because if you miss that kiss because you, you ain't, your focus ain't fast enough or you got that 60 to 300 F5.6 that you think is a good lens, it's not going to be a good day for you. So the weddings is something that really takes um you know great skill set and you you the only thing that sets you apart in weddings is your your skill set so or your type or style so keep that in in mind when you go down that path if you're a new wedding photographer you're going to brush them skills up a lot you can't it's not as easy once you do corporate work i'm gonna be honest with you when you start doing corporate work you're not gonna want to go back to doing weddings because it's so much work compared to what you're paid i just want to be real with you like i'm not trying to be a dream crusher or none of that. I, I'm not here to BS you. When you go shoot an interview with some old guy and you light him with three lights and you add music and you fade in with a boring logo and fade to that and you get a pre-made lower third and you fade to black and they give you like $4,500 for that, you're not going to want to do a wedding no more. I just want to be real with you, fam. I'm just not going to BS you, dog. Like, you you my cousin and uh i just got to tell it like it is because you my cousin i think you got my last name so we cousins somewhere so i just want to be real with you weddings and stuff is cool i always get choked up at the weddings i'll be the big guy like what's wrong with this guy like you know like maybe because the, f- the food is free but um you want to make sure that <laughs> like weddings weddings can be done it, they can be done i'm not knocking it but there are easier ways to get to the bag and still have your weekends but if you decide to go down that path, yes, you can make a living off weddings. Absolutely. Especially if you are someplace where a lot of destination weddings happen. People aren't flying to Dallas to get married. Not that I know of, but if you're somewhere real nice, I would be cleaning up like like where Bay is at out in Puerto Rico. Bay and all he's a gold member, but he ain't on. He out in Puerto Rico. Um, where he's at, I would be cleaning up with the chickens. Yes. I would be cleaning up if I was him. Big shout out to Bay. All right. Um, somebody asks, how big is the space I'm in? That's a good question. Uh, I'm probably in a a house, 20 by 20 foot studio. I only show a part of it. I got a a studio tour under the gold member section. If you go into gold member lectures, you'll see it. Yeah, I saw that one. Sean asked a good question, but we're going, we're going, you already know what's up. Okay. Um, we're going to go to the next question. Ty, I have a deep... <laughs> uh, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a question. Ty, I have a deep question, but it's playing on my mind. What plans should we have in place for our business in case, God forbid, uh, ill health or death? Two things. I feel like it's one method that you can do. Two is a really good savings account. 
but uh three three things is death is tough death is savings account life insurance that you would want to do with just in any situation um if you're sick i have what's called a backup um shooter or i have kind of a partner plan so me and another photographer videographer we cover each other's shoots if something go wrong and we have an agreement to do so um at a set rate so usually that set rate is a percentage of it's it's different than a than a working rate anytime it's an emergency bro i'm gonna I'm cut you in and you're gonna get you know 49 50 percent of it because it's an emergency rate it's different from me saying hey tuesday i'm thinking about booking a company i want to send you out and hire you as a contractor but last minute insurance insurance stuff in play robert your uh, mic is muted but jump in when you're ready let me see yeah he's having the same problem i am yeah it, would, it says uh it says host isn't allowing to unmute ourselves. That's weird. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna send everybody a ask to unmute. That way, you'll have the opportunity to jump yeah. in. I think I made it so when you come in, it'll it'll mute you, so it wouldn't make that beep mo- that beep noise. So everybody should be able to jump on whenever. But go for it, bro. Um. Oh, what do you do for the percentages of how you pay out um, your your second and third shooters or whatever, like? So I know I do the structure-based pricing. You mm-hmm. do the percentage of what you charge for them. Mm-hmm. But how do you decide what you're going to pay them? So my base rate, I have a, just a daily base rate um, for each person. And usually it depends on a few things. Me personally, knowing how great of a talent that person is. I mean, do I got to tell you to white balance your camera? Do I got to tell you to focus on the eyes? Do I got to tell you to make sure that the leveling bubbles on your tripod, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like at that level. And I usually price competitively based on my area. So Dallas area can range anywhere from 200 to 550 per day. That's for a complete day shoot. And it just depends on what are they providing? What do you feel comfortable with? And then your area. Somebody may laugh at that in L.A. or New York. Somebody in Minnesota may say, oh, that's way too much. You know what I mean? So it just depends on where they are and where you feel comfortable paying them. Yeah. If you if you're in certain parts of the country and you locked up, you may be able to do it for four smokes and a and a hostess cupcake. Robert, let me see. What about now? Yeah, they told me I couldn't unmute again. That's weird. Dang, let me let me make sure I got it set up where I can. Whatever the day rate is, and they just chop it up hourly. Then just the same as pretty much the same as. Well, for me, I'm usually either paying people for half day or full day rate. Whenever my contract, because because I it's designed for me to get paid a full day rate as soon to make profit on the full day rate as soon as they step out. It's designed for me to make profit. For a full day rate as soon as they step out. So if we only work half the time and I'm I'm I've made profit off a full day rate. So it's a full it's what I would pay them and some. If we only work half the time, I just make more profit. So I may throw that into, hey guys, let's go to lunch or you know what I'm saying? If it's far, I may throw that into a gas fee or something like that. Okay. So you're basically you're you're trying to make it basically so you're you're making maybe I don't know, twenty percent of what they're extra person is or something like that you're gonna make more than that you should make closer to 50 50 percent of what they make yep okay okay if if 
I mean, really, the longer you should make 50 percent of what they make if y'all work for one hour and you pay them for half a day. Because I'm remember, I'm I'm always if if they bring on the second shooter, the client is really paying their day rate for the first base rate within the base rate. I got that. Anything extra that is pure profit for me or for the business. Go over on time, like production time. Um, do you charge? Do you then charge for both, like whoever you have on set, like for you and your crew members? You add all that together, yep. or is it only for like you? Your overages is your overages is for a four member crew going over. So we continue with whatever that hourly rate was for four. Let's say you got four members, me and three members. Whatever that hourly rate was, usually plus fifty percent. Absolutely. And, and that hourly rate should be displayed to your client in your proposal. Yep. So they'll know because sometimes they'll be like, oh, it's cool. Let's do it. Instead of what do you think or what will it, how do you it's right there? Because sometimes you may get situations where people are like, look, we need you for nine hours. You know, we need you for that long. OK, cool. No, say no more. I'm there as long as you know what the what the price is. Because some people, at that point, some so people, then at that point, you're charging like your full day plus the extra hourly rate. Yep, I'm doing. I'm so I'm charging a base rate for the first hour, right. the hourly rate for the remaining seven hours, and then a overtime rate for each for over the eight hours. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let me make sure that it's weird that it doesn't let me. Okay, we'll figure that out in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you got your snacks too? I'm all snacked up too, man. Oh, oh man, all I got is a drink. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna have a commercial break or something that'll allow me to. <laughs> all right, get my karaoke skills going. Um, right, right. Uh, let me see. I bought one of those forty-nine dollars for XX amount of training. I've yet to open the course. I've done the classes. I bought from you several times. Looking prettier. Ain't going to bring in money. Uh, I don't know if I read that right, but um, let's see. Oh, so he's saying I, he's watched my courses several times. The more you watch them, it's so much to implement. It's like you can't watch it and be done with it and be like, all right, I learned something. It's just so much to implement. It's going to say, hey, do this and do that. And once you get that, you got to be like, pause. Let me go fill out the paperwork. Let me send that off. Let me get that because it's just it's just a lot to it. It's a lot yeah. to it. Um, do you have a course that educates about the different types of small businesses, video, for example, branding videos, company culture? Uh, no, we, we don't have something that goes into different type of niches or what type of videos you should create. Um, ours is more on how you should charge for it. Um, and then I really encourage you to understand what your, your target audience want. I really teach you to, to get that beta client and let them tell you what's important because you may be selling a brand video and they may not care for that. That may be your passion and love. And you may want to go, let's say, for instance, the gentleman who said he wanted to do documentary videos for nonprofits. They may say, we don't we don't care about documentary videos. We care about 
videos on people we've helped. Well, that's kind of a documentary, but we want it to be testimonial style. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I would listen to them and I kind of teach you how to go in, build that relationship with them. Cause that's the only person you really need to network with is your beta clients. And then let the people, these people will tell you how to be rich. If you listen, people will tell you how to get money. They're going to tell you how to build wealth. It's up to you to create the item that solves the problem. People complain about stuff every day and people who get rich, just listen to them and they create something that solves that problem. Right. iPhone people say, I want a smaller, thinner, bigger screen. And they just come out next year with those improvements. They don't do what they want to do a lot. Often they do what you ask them to do. So I'm just teaching you to have that research and development team be yourself so that you can walk into a client, build that relationship and then create the product that they need. Remember, people going to pay a lot of money for what they need. They're not going to pay a lot of money for what they what they what they want. Sometimes they do, but I always got a saying that people people buy what they want and beg for what they need. But if you can create something they need for a business owner, they'll pay top dollar for it and won't buy the eye. Just like if your if your electric bill came in this month and it's six hundred dollars, you wouldn't be happy about it, but you're gonna pay it because you can't go without electricity. If if Netflix sent you a six hundred dollar bill, you'd be like, I get these movies from the DVD guy at the liquor store. I'm gonna go old school with it. So you want to make sure that you are creating something your client needs. And to do that, you can't guess. You have to ask them and get multiple sources and find out what that is. So, um, Joe, where's it at? Is it posted in the comments? Um, that's about a couple of comments right before that. He's talking about the uh, the uh, audio gate. That is on. Uh, he said, "Open up the gate a bit." Okay, let me. Uh, I think that's with that's what my. Uh, I was just looking at that. That's Zoom. Zoom is doing that, trying to make the background audio better. So let me. I'll fix that for you. Appreciate you, bro. Mister B was also asking if you can put. Okay, let's do that. I don't know if they could they couldn't hear you. Let's do that. We can do that. Y'all trying to make me wear stuff I don't want to wear. <laughs> Y'all trying to make me work on my day off. All right. Work. Let's see. I think they all said that the ones that were complaining were going to be like a fifty dollars super chat or something. Yeah, yeah. I would. I wouldn't complain about it. Looking for it. I just I don't see it yet. All right. So they should be able to hear everything. Let's go. And we should have no uh, no more noise gate from from uh, from Zoom. All right, I was just behind the comments. If you can hear us, everybody. I was just I was just behind in the comments. Great, they're like good. Joe is like good. Good looking out. Good looking out on that, Joe. Uh, Let me go back and make sure. uh, Dale Harris, good looking on the super chat. Let me answer these first, and then I'm gonna go back. Um, Super chat. He says, "Don't beat me up." He says, uh, Sony a seven three or black magic pocket center. Okay. That for corporate talking heads, black magic all day, unless you're going to go a seven S black magic all day. It's not even, it's not even close. A seven S three. I'm going to go a seven S three. Can you go deeper as to why? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A seven three is eight bit 4k. Not a lot to play with. Great autofocus. Very great. Good at low light. 
but it's an eight bit. The, the quality is it's not you don't have a lot of depth to your image quality and it's completely different than going black magic black magic is giving you like 14 bit raw it's giving you everything um the only in between is a7s3 which is giving you 4k it gives you the ability to go raw but it gives you a 10-bit signal which is enough to play with but not too much where it can be overkill like you can get from the black magic but you can still go pro res and so a7s3 gives you everything the black magic gives you with the exception of how it does raw um with autofocus better low light um and that's about it i like we the color of the black, black magic shop huh we turned this, I, I was a black magic shop for for about three years i was all uh 4k pocket and then uh ursa mini i am waiting i am now i'm gonna be real with you vegas Vegas, I really think Black Magic's dropping something, and I'm I want to be the first person on that list. It's time for them to redo the Ursus. I want one. I don't. It's probably gonna be an 8K full frame something. Count me down, Black Magic. They can spend my money today. I'm telling you, it's coming. That's that's what I love about CES. And that's oh my lord. Once we moved over to that, there's it's, it's gonna take a lot to get me out of it. Yeah, I love I love it, but I just I like Black Magic's color. Um, I like a lot about Black Magic Raw. I like how they just low came ISO. out. They're low ISO. I like how uh, dual ISO. You're right. I like how the new DaVinci Resolve. And I predicted this a few years ago. It, how it works on M1 processors is three times faster now. If you got an M1 processor, it's lightning fast. What else just came out with an M1 processor? An iPad. That's weird. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really waiting to see um what they do uh alex ags have you used flosky for client work or just uh internet flash film stuff both i've used it for both youtube and client work ty what's your thoughts on starlight palms media i have no idea what they do listening to the name um i feel like they take like astrophotography if i had to guess under palm trees under yeah, palm I trees just gonna say that. I, I just don't know <laughs> i just like on don't the know beach in the beach yeah i just i don't know um great question even though you're sitting here we're gonna answer it like you're not sitting here we're gonna answer it like you just wrote it great question <laughs> right here i got you um for nonprofit sector uh, is the nonprofit sector able to afford high quality video services if you present it as a gamble no you have to do a really good job at at, at making them understand that this is an investment at teaching them as to how this is going to bring them more donations. It's a hard place to survive though. It's a hard place to survive. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so just keep that in mind. All right, let me go to the, to the next question. Oh, Let's cut that off. Boom. There we go. Okay. Next question. Um, I remember you saying you lived in ocean Springs, Mississippi a while back. Uh, around where I'm at right now, did you get more clients in Texas than Mississippi? Absolutely. I w- and it didn't have anything to do with location. It had a lot to do with my understanding of business at the time I lived there. You can clean up in Ocean Springs. You can, let me fix this. Okay, and I just went and cut on off. All right, guess I don't want to do it. Yeah, you can get you can get a lot. Um. Ty say I'm about to have a newborn coming in weeks. Um, I'm in the growing stages waiting for the growth uh, course. What's some real world advice as a new dad filming full time? 
need that throat punch answer. Okay. Um, I did it. I did it multiple times and I'd be editing with my kid on my stomach. Make sure you have a father figure, which I mean, that's a stomach. That's, you know, father. When I say figure, I'm talking about shape. You got to have a little bit of a stomach so the baby can rest right here and put the head right there and you can still type. I'm sorry, skinny guys. Much love to y'all. But you know what I'm saying? The baby head, it'd be like bloop, 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 right down the bones. And you don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Slim guys, it's okay. I mean, you know, that's why they got McDonald's on every corner. So y'all can get that father figure, but eat real good so that they can lay right there on your stomach and go to sleep and you can type and do your thing. And uh, it works. I promise you. Um, you know, the good thing about what we do is you can do half your job at night. So if you know, if you and your partner, if y'all taking sleep schedules or, you know, you can have the baby sleep and you can type away and do your thing um, and you can spend a lot of time at home to kind of help your partner out. Uh, while you're editing and doing things like that, or you can hire people to cover the actual shoot. Um, and then you can cover the editing, however you want to do it. For me, it was just a balancing act that I just developed a schedule. Um, and, a, and that developing that schedule honestly helped me develop my shoot schedule for the week. Cause there's only certain days I, I'm willing to shoot on, or we have in place to shoot on. And then there's certain editing days and then we have certain admin days, but um, developing that schedule helped me, uh, with the little ones and getting their sleep schedules together and things like that. But they just going to make you want it. Um, okay, wait, let me make sure. Okay, so Starlight Palms Media, I'm shooting for doing event coverage with corporate clients and filming musicians. It's kind of curious, curious if it's a good feel. Okay, one, that is a very wide niche. Because those who want um, musicians won't be, they won't want to work with a company that does corporate clients and corporate clients um, events. You got two different ways. Are you doing big events where you got multiple cameras streaming live or we're doing highlight reel? We got to be more narrow in that and in in that portion of the niche. Um, But the name doesn't appeal to to either. I actually thought, especially maybe because of the wave image. I really was looking for like astrophotography. I really thought you were going to do like late night stars type of photography. Um, I need contracts made and I've been spazzing over numbers. How many contracts do you need to really take on a corporate client and cover your behind? Uh, we have contracts. Uh, we have a whole contract pack that you can like copy and paste and stem together and have them sign it once. So I don't, I don't, take them 10 different contracts. They sign one thing with my proposal and everything. They may initial different stuff, but they definitely, I'm going to have you do one form, one form. No problem. Um, do you buy equipment just to knock yourself out of a higher tax bracket? <laughs> That's a good idea, but you don't, you can buy a van for that. You can pay labor for that. There's plenty of ways. Everything. It's not hard to do unless you're making $20 million and you're trying to blow 18 of it so you can be in a $2 million price bracket, you're not going to have that problem. What's the highest tax bracket anyway right now? 35 I, or 40? Or? I'm probably above 45, 50. Man, I would kill to be in that tax bracket. <laughs> Once you're there, you don't care. That's right. You got, what, do you want, what do you want me to buy? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Cadillac trucks for everybody because I need to write off... Two million in ten days, so we get give me ten Cadillac trucks. The crazy part is, if you go in a dealership, they don't even have them because of the chip shortage. Trust me. Um, wow. Yep. 
After you wrap up a satisfied client, should you go get a video testimonial or Google review or both? Try to get as much. If you got a happy, happy client, get as much as you can get from them as soon as you can get it. It's just like interviewing a witness. You want to get as much of it while it's fresh in their mind and not 10 years later. Get as much as you can get as fast as you can get. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, look at Alex, my dog. We need you on here to do the uh, to do the shot, Alex. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we need you on here. <laughs> um, wait, they make you get uniforms as a contractor? You won't be considered as employee like that. As a contractor or an employee, if you're getting paid from Flash Film Media and you are on a shoot, you are in a shirt. As my old people say, is period, period. That's all you're getting. All right. Um, hey, guys, how do you approach beta clients? How do you know what they need in the first place? Or are you like, hey, how can I help you with videos or video? Okay, Benny, so I got a whole mm-hmm. big, long throat punch, uppercut, combo breaking uh, chapter <laughs> in module one that speaks to this. It even provides you with a, right. It even provides you with a template to say, so you can really be like, how are you doing today? My name is <laughs> fill in the blank. I mean, uh, Ty, I give you everything. What you want to do and in the short term of it is you want to approach the beta client in need of help from them. We're not selling them nothing. We're not doing nothing for free from them. We ain't looking out for them. We ain't giving them something that normally costs. We're not selling them. We're asking them for help. They are helping you develop. They're helping you develop a new drug that's going to flood your community and kill it. So you need their help to do that. So um, you want to go to them differently. And if you go to them like a sales guy, you will get denied like a sales guy. If they smell it on your breath. If you got that look when you walk in, you out of there, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, body language is everything. You go in there looking like, yo, uh, you out of here, bucko. You going on a t-shirt. Good night. Walk in with a limp and all. Everything. You come in. And you, you, so it, it teaches you how to say, I need your help. Business owner to business owner. I'm starting up. I need your help because I want to develop something that works and, and I want to make sure it works for you. I'm not trying to charge you nothing, but I need, and and that's where you need to ask those questions. So what do companies like yours normally spend on marketing a year? How often do you guys want video or what are, and you start getting that information and you start working with three beta clients and they all start lining up the information and you like, Oh, I got you. So you can walk into the next guy. And when you say something, he's like, what, how did you, where did you know? He got it. He, he, you know, then he'll work with you. But you got to get that information. You don't want to go into the cheap guy either, though. You don't want to go in because his answer is going to be as little as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why I say go in three different ones. You ask because some 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 of you guys may just get a beta client and you don't know he's a cheap guy. And now your prices and stuff reflect. That's why I say you got to get at least three. You got to get three. And when you get those three, try to get them in three different areas at three different levels because your price is in the middle. You want to be in the middle where you can go to a place to say either I know you can afford this or this is what you should be paying. And if your price is priced there, you'll never have to worry about, you know, you you know that, that a client is telling you no because they don't like you and not because they can't afford you. And that takes off half of how hard it is to make a sale. And it gives you a lot to tweak. 
I know that dentists have a marketing budget of 120,000 a year. I know that you are looking to spend this per, this amount per per month. And if I'm solving the problems that I know I am and that you've told me you've had, the only reason you're not spending with me is because I haven't provided enough value or you don't like me. So it makes it easier to make the sale and tweak what you got to do from business to business. So that that's that you really, really have the opportunity to learn the concept because I use beta client a lot. And until you've taken a course, you may not understand the full concept of it um, because I don't I don't I'm not going to dedicate a whole one hour live to it when I've already created it because it's stuff that need to be in place before you even get to the point where you're looking at a beta client. And there's things that need to happen right after it that if you don't have it in place, you're just going to keep jumping back and forth and you're going to be like all the guys who've taken the course that's mad at me because they got to go back and redo some stuff that they thought they had in place and they hate me, but they love me at the same time, but they got it right. And those are things that I had to go redo. I mean, anything you, those are things that I learned and I'm like, man, I got to go back and change this. I got to go back. And so it'll help. It'll help. Um, do I have a Fiverr recommendation for video editing? Yes, I do. If you go to flash film Academy and you go up top where it says gear and, um, it's just a gear and um, it's actually a short link for it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it'll take you to all of the Fiverr recommendations. Yeah. Huh? It'll take you to all the Fiverr recommendations. If you click on where it says more and then go to gear tie uses. If your screen's small, it'll take you to all my recommendations, Fiverr recommendations and everything. It'll also bug you about being a gold member. Okay. Somebody said, I've been seeing crack pipes everywhere. Absolutely. Every screen is a crack pipe. How far and few in between do you go get another beta client? Because I don't think that's something that was covered. I know that you say get three. Yeah. But like, when do you know to get, do you, do you just go like one after another, like the same day? Do you have to wait a certain time between? I try to go, I, I try to get, I don't think it's a certain time for me. I go back when my beta clients and I still have the relationship to see what's changed in the industry to this day I'm still cool with my beta clients but I'm trying to get three as soon as possible I'll get mm -hmm. three I'll get three uh, consecutively like to, like together and then right. I'm just comparing stuff I'm bouncing so and I'm not necessarily saying such and such said this but I'm saying so what I've heard in the industry is that you know you, you guys saying that the, your going rate for marketing per year is a hundred thousand but i've heard from two other people that it's closer to 150 do you guys feel like that you are under you're spending less do you guys not have the funds to spend more like what's causing that because that will uncover a pain point that i may be able to address and if i can create something at an entry level you know just like netflix may say first month free to get you in the door so that you fall in love with all of their content and want to continue to pay. I may uncover a pain point in an area of other, and I'm just using dentists as a, you know, um, of other dentists as to why they can't play with the big boys. What's causing you not to play with the big boys? Oh, this problem is okay. We can solve that problem by using content. So let me help you solve it. And we may be able to do that at a lower rate to get you up there so that we can, sign you on for a, a subscription plan that's a little bit higher but understanding where they're hurting and and sometimes just understanding that this is what the big boys i talk to doing and you ain't here like what's up like that like knowing that is gives me something to work with 
because I want to know why. Well, we, you know, I've had a, I've had a client say, well, we don't have enough chairs to bring in enough people. Um, you know, we only got eight chairs. The average dentist got 12 and 14. So we just can't do that level of, uh, you know, business. So what that told me as a content creator is to be mindful of how many chairs they got before I go in there pitching, before I bring them a price point. I may not want to bring them my top tier price point. I may want to edit it knowing they only got six chairs. That 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 just helps me play ball better. It helps me understand my client better because they may not be in that position. And just little things, just understanding that, you know, once you get in the industry, and this is why I tell you, you got to do something you learn and you like. And, um, you know, I didn't know the difference between ortho and dentistry. Ortho deal with all cash. They don't to do braces. They don't do a lot of uh, insurance. They don't they do mostly cash checks. People with money who are going to spend it and buy it. Dental usually deal with insurance companies. So how they get money is completely different. Uh, orthodontist can have eight chairs and still do half a million. A dentist may be harder because they're getting payments from um, your insurance company and they got set prices. A cleaning may only be this amount. A checkup may only be this amount. Ortho can get 5000 a head for every head that's sitting in those eight chairs. So just understanding the difference. And that comes from a beta client, somebody that's teaching me like, yo, it's a big difference here. I didn't know that. You know, here I am trying to shove something down their throat. And, you know, I just I didn't know. So that's why it's important for you to, to learn about your industry. And you can, it's hard to get little nuggets like that if you're everywhere. It's hard to walk into barbers one day and and you know, what I'm saying it's hard to get that information if you're trying to service everybody. Now, you can focus on who you want to go after and build a brand that people come after. And that's fine. If you walk in my door. You already want me to do it. I'll do it. But I'm going after this type of client. And they're going to always refer me to people that's not in their business to do a video for them. And I'm going to do a video and make money. And they're going to be my clients for life. But the company that I'm directed towards, I, look at like Sprite, right? When Sprite, you see a Sprite commercial. Let's be real. It's some black dude playing basketball. Why do still like Sprite? Dudes of other ethnicities still like it. It ain't. They're not saying it's not for everybody. They're just saying you know, we're going to come on during NBA commercials, but that's just their marketing. It's not, you know, it's not taboo for somebody who don't look exactly like, you know, a hooper and, and one shorts to drink Sprite. You know what I'm saying? Look at, look at, like, look at the brand and one. You'll see your granddaddy wearing some and one shorts. Like, boy, you ain't crossing nobody over. Take them off. <laughs> your granddaddy be at the grill with some and one shorts on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, it is what it is, but you, you want to make sure you have a target audience to go after just for marketing purposes. It makes it so much easier when you, when you go to the lake to fish and you know what type of fish you want to catch. Now you may pull that hook up and get everything, but if I know I'm fishing for largemouth bass and they like corn or whatever, and I got all the jingly sounds and everything to go after a largemouth bass, I'm not complaining. If I pull up a catfish, I'm going to eat him too. He can go in the bucket and he's going to be a sandwich right with the rest of them. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm here to go after that. And I'm probably going to catch more of what I want um, because I'm building my brand around that. I'm not saying throw some other fish. That's not what you want back unless you want to. Hey, man, I really don't want to do that. You know, but I'm just going to be intentional. I'm going to be yeah. intentional. It's like dating. If you go into the dating world knowing what you want, you're going to probably get you going it's going to prevent you from wasting time in places you don't want to be. And just anything that run up to you that's, you know, that's cute, but they, their beliefs and, you know, what they think is completely different than what you think. 
you know, you, it, you if you don't have that set in stone, you'll be sitting there, you know, in a relationship like she don't even like sports or she don't even, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. she think she really think Jordan better than LeBron. I knew I shouldn't have even went this far with her. Mm-hmm. She got to understand who the goat is. A lot of y'all like, wait a minute. She got to understand who the goat is before she even, you know what I mean? So you, you just got to have, you got to be intentional with business. It's not a we'll see, we'll feel, we'll get the vibe. It's not that. Business is very intentional. You build it to be what you want it to be, and then you become more efficient at it, and then it becomes successful. So, um, El Paso versus Detroit. Okay, this guy got a Detroit Pistons Pistons, uh, thing, so I'm going to assume he's from the D. I'll pass it all day. Let's go. Um, so yeah, next question. Uh, I love I love my city, but uh, El Paso all day. I feel like hiring editors is definitely something I want to uh, to do to meet demand. But how do you is blocking ensure that you can match the style of an editor with your vision? Um, that happens in two ways. One, it happens by working with the same editor often. Two, it happens by becoming a great communicator so that they understand because most editors want to do what you want to want them to do. Um, but you have to communicate that. You can't just say these are the videos I did replicate that. You got to you got to th- Those are systems and processes that you have to put in place so that you can lay it in front of an employee or a contractor and they can live within those systems and processes. But that comes with you notating and understanding what you are, what you are, what you want. So there we go. Um, we're on lockdown again in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, it's really screwed up any sport that I want to film or live stream. It really screwed up any sport I want to film and live stream. Um, being locked down, and that's crazy because I remember one time, I think Australia was like COVID free for a minute. And they were back out. That sucks. That means somebody brought it over there. You got to be careful. Um, cool. Work on, work on. Going back into COVID mode where you're going to your clients, you're finding out what's hurting them. Is it people not being there? Is people not buying? They're going to want a whole lot of social media content and start to shift your brand into an area where you offer that. Because remember, it's not it's bad for everybody. But remember, we're selling bullets and band-aids so we can put our, our company in a position to help clients or businesses that are suffering from lack of foot traffic where are they looking to stay in business they're not just going to sit back and wait right they're going to kick up their uber eats orders they're going to kick up delivery they're doing something to to live in these times and you have to be a part of that solution you have to f stoppers is pretty good um particularly mike kelly if you're into real estate architectural photography i like f stoppers they featured about three or four of my videos um they're pretty good they they their their fan base is probably a little older. They're them old school Nikon or die type of dudes, but I, I love them to death. Um spend ten years learning uh to shoot and I can shoot and shoot pretty well. We talking about guns, Michael, you from Chicago? Uh, but it's been taking me until now to learn specific business for video. Ty brought that to the table. Absolutely. Uh a guy said something earlier about we're supposed to just shoot crappy video. No. But I'm pretty sure that if you've been on YouTube or filming for more than a year, you can shoot good enough to make money off of. Um, and, and, you know, spending tons of time trying to get better at video won't bring you money. All right. Let me let me go up because I missed a whole, a whole lot of questions. Let me start going back. Um, 
Penrose. He said, I'm living a good life. Just stop by to check it out. Don't have a biz or a job. I'm living off a trust fund. That just sounds fun to say. Uh, but I'm interested in, in, in maybe starting a business. Take that money and make sure you invest it in the business portion before the gear. The business portion. Kyle, I, th- I thought that was like a huge... You were drinking some water. I thought that was like, uh, I was like, man, she got a 70 to 200 out of this world. Hold that thing up again. Is that shaped like a lens or is it just me? Oh, it's just me. Okay. I thought that was like, I thought you were like, I said, she ain't playing. What is she doing? Um, Let's see. How do you know when to get a business license? Because the state I may require one, but I don't see one for video production. Okay. Licensings are, it's tricky by state, by county. Where I'm at, there's no business license for videography. You can get an LLC. You can get a, a regular, you know, uh, business license. But there isn't one specific to what I do like there would be if I had a food truck or if I had a doctor's office. So I don't know what those laws are. With that, you may want to get with a local lawyer to see there are any here. You just have a business license and that and that's that. Um, Let's see. What's my thoughts on synthetic media production and its uh, potential impact on the industry? So give me more examples of what do you mean by synthetic media production? Do you mean, um, what do you mean? I wonder if they're talking about like artificial intelligence because they've been doing a lot of AI stuff lately. I've seen on like Facebook and things. I think that nothing's going to replace you physically going to film. Nothing no time soon. Could we replace it with Toy Story style 3D animated graphics? Yeah, I've seen some Unreal Engine stuff that's mind blowing that you would incorporate with a live actor. But it's it, it it's not cheap enough where it, you know, for me to create a 3D animation of somebody walking down the street it's cheaper for me to go film somebody. So until that offsets, that changes, I think we're 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 fine. We're somebody fine. did ask earlier, though, up a lot higher about Unreal Engine now that you mentioned it. Just asking what you where thought is, of it. Where is that at? I just hear I just see tie headphones, please. Um, let me see. Uh, let me make sure I got that question. Maverick, Maverick Lightfoot. I asked um, that. What are your thoughts on Unreal Engine? We're gonna go with that. I I love I love what Unreal Engine is doing. What's going on? Virtual set production. I see some of that too. We're gonna just go. We just gonna go with that. Robert. Robert needs permission, boss. Robert again. Ask him to unmute. Why do Matthew (laughs) ask to unmute? Tyler Perry too. Thank you. How are you going to shut down Tyler Perry, man? That's just. (laughs) I love the fact that Frozen had this picture of of himself when he was offline. And I swear to God, it was the same picture almost Wait. of him. Everybody was in a suit. That's not I was him. Like, oh my God, that's a picture. Yep. <laughs> no, that's him. But he has Wait. another one when he goes off, and he's like in his suit. And I'm like, that, that suit's moving about as much as he is every other time. Frozen be frozen. I don't know. Hey, he's true. He's true. I didn't want you guys. I didn't want you guys to have the have the muted either. Look at this. He's like, he's like, I don't even need to be. Y'all know what's up. I, I, I didn't want you guys to have the random kiddos uh, screaming in the background. <laughs> I totally it's all right, man. It's all right. I'm trying to see why this thing is. Uh... Can everybody hear me? Actually, uh, I'm mute all. Yeah, I hear you. I hear what? you. I hear you. All right. So, so as far as a, a 3D work, I would say that as far as 3D in um in video, 
you're going to see a lot of in products, product photography mm-hmm. and stuff like that eventually is probably going to be taken over mostly by 3D. Um, I know like full catalogs like uh, uh, Ikea uses a lot of 3D Absolutely. in their catalog. So that stuff is 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 definitely the direction it's going. If you if you have a uh, if you if you have the desire to learn 3D and and work in 3D, I would absolutely 100% say develop that skill. Um, one guy I would say, and, and I don't just to plug somebody that I know uh, personally that does 3D work. He just got his uh, his stuff put up on Pro Edu. Um, Dustin Velkilma. He he has a, a Pro Edu tutorials for for 3d work and he uses he uses 3d and his portrait work and stuff like that is something that i'm starting to do now too but yeah 3d is is definitely useful it's it's yeah absolutely Wait, for portrait work what do you how do you yeah. oh yeah back where, yeah. so yeah so what you can do in it with 3d and portrait work um you can take uh 3d environments so you could take a take a picture of a model or a person on a on a gray screen or a green screen or whatever and you can you can create an environment and put them put anything anywhere like um, the the one that really impressed me that Dustin Valkilma specifically did uh, was he he built uh, the Batmobile he built the the Batmobile from a uh, from a uh, Dark Knight uh, he yeah. did that in 3D and he did it he did it, he took a picture of a dude standing on a chair in a Batman suit and put that in the 3D environment looks like he's really there like it's mm-hmm. legit amazing so yeah you can. It, what what people are doing with 3D right now is fantastic. Like you can you can do you can literally do anything. It's like Photoshop on steroids. You can you can compositing work is yeah. Yeah, I've seen the Mandalorian was the first one I seen where they had a whole. There was no green screen. It was all the 3D background. And when when I build my next studio, I may not. It may not be a green screen psych wall. It may be an LED wall, and you can just change it mm. and put stuff up and. Hey, I'm here in the middle of the desert somewhere filming today. Oh, and it's dope. and they even have it set up where with camera movements, you can the background will change based off where your camera movement is. So it's it's really dope. Oh my gosh. And it's starting We're to become ex- inexpensive. We're shooting on a I, um a three on a LED wall. That's a concert that I was talking about for mm-hmm. three days. I think they oh said we paid um what was over fifty thousand dollars for the stupid thing to be rolled in there. So it's gigantic, and that's what we're going to be shooting as the background with. So I'm actually kind of excited, and then we're going to be watching movies later on it afterwards. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'll hook a PlayStation up to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's man, I, I didn't even know about that. That's amazing. They're and then they're getting because LEDs are are, are so cheap. They're getting they're they're lower in price and price fast, especially if you start getting it overseas and things like that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Andrew asks, what are my thoughts on NFTs? I'm not, I don't know, man. It's too soon to really like invest and be a part of that. I, I don't. I thought that died out. Yeah, I know. I, I, nope. Yeah, it's still some there. Uh, I just, I, <laughs> I'm not ready to dive into it yet. I got to see what it's going to do. What if, is you, exactly? if you want to get into. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to get into NFTs, just take the time to learn about it and what it is and where it's going because there's a lot of different platforms for it. There's a lot of different places it's going to go. It's worth the time and investment if you want to put it, put the time into it. It's, it's it, like with anything, it's a, it's a whole nother skill set to learn understanding NFTs. So if you want to put the time into it, it's, it can be worth it for sure. What is that? Cause I saw 
when I was watching uh, WWE SummerSlam, they were promoting like a John Cena NFT. I'm like, what the, I heard this before, but what the heck is going on? What is this? Uh, it's it's like being down with OPP, but it's just a little different. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, NFT is, is OPP. We, we're going to talk about that um, in the after hours, uh, Jim. That's after hours conversation. Uh, just, OPP stands <laughs> You know, just so you know, we're going. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the after hours. You know, uh, but you know, we're going to leave that for that. But. <laughs> Um, NFT is pretty much owning the original copy of a digital uh, image or content. The original. Oh, okay. So it's it, it's so basically it's code. So what you can do, mm-hmm. um, and an NFT can really be anything. Um, so an NFT is a piece of code that exists on the blockchain. So it's kind of immutable. It exists on the blockchain. So it's the only thing in existence that exists on the blockchain. So I could have so say there's a blockchain and it has a million numbers. You can say that you own number 500. 500, the number 500 is yours. You can sell the number 500. You can trade the number 500. Um, NFT is, a, is, a, is, a, is, the, is the number 500. And you can attach whatever you want to that number. So say I have a piece of art. I can say this piece of art is associated with number 500. So whoever owns number 500 also owns this piece of art. So it's, it's, a, it's called a, a non-fungible token. So Unlike a fungible token where everything is worth the same, like every Bitcoin is worth the same as every other Bitcoin, a non-fungible token is every, every token is, can be worth something different. So I can have a non-fungible token that's a Pikachu uh, playing card or a you know, Pikachu card, and I can have another one that's a, Char- a Charizard card. They're worth two different things. They're not equal in value. So mm. number 500 could be worth $10. Number 200 might be worth $100,000. So they're, they're not equal. So that's the, the difference, if that makes sense. Okay. And, they're, right. and it's that's all it. digital. It's nothing tangible. It's all digital. Well, Keep that in mind. It can be. It can be tangible. So, so what people are doing, you could, like, uh, you could sell, you could say this ticket to this concert is now an NFT. Right. So you could sell it that way. Or you could say, I made this sculpture. And I have an NFT associated with the sculpture. So you, if you own this NFT, you own the sculpture. So it can, it's a, it's a digital representation of something. It doesn't matter what that thing is. It can be anything. It's something. Right. <laughs> so my old's gonna show now when I say I got enough on my plate running my business <laughs> and making some money. Like I said, it's a whole nother skill set that you have to learn. It's yeah. not like a. If I you want to get into cards, NFTs, like you gotta. That's why I was shocked <laughs> right. that they were promoting it on like um, WWE SummerSlam. I'm like, well, it's a revenue see. stream. Well, uh, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a revenue stream almost out of thin air. Almost. <laughs> it really is, and it's it's like the coolest thing because like you can own a moment in time. So you know, you you say, uh, I want I want to own Michael Jordan's first dunk. There's an NFT for that. They they made these like these NBA NFTs, yep. and it's almost like a basketball card. But it's the only one in existence. So uh, you can or you can I mean, you can make duplicates of them. So you could say I, there are 10 of these NFTs mm-hmm. and there are these numbers on the blockchain. If you own one of those, then you own Michael Jordan's first dunk. And so people uh, are spending okay, I get a it. lot of money. Yeah, I so, get it. Yeah. yeah. To collect them or resell yeah. them. And there, some even set up where when you sell it, if you own the first one, whenever you, it resells, you make a percentage off of it. 
yes, you can you can make royalties on your NFTs. It's like wow. it's really in- interesting. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's it's like I said, like you just this YouTube NFTs. You, you will you will fall down the rabbit hole. Yep. It's it's uh yep. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a whole lot. It's a, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I I it's something that I'm. It, that's a whole another YouTube channel. It's a whole. It is. To it. Are we getting some Flash There's, Film Academy NFTs? Nah, we just, <laughs> you working on that? You got to get the throat punch NFTs, man. Give me that. Give me that throat punch NFT. it's going for sale for uh, two hundred thousand guys. Two hundred thousand dollars. You go every every single one of Ty's throat punches is a new NFT. That, that would be the whole line of the whole line of them. Oh, of course, called Gem Alert. Yep. Gem, yeah, yeah, Gem yep. Alert NFT. Gem, Yo. That, that's a good idea. Let me let me talk to my lawyer. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna definitely sell them NFTs. It's gonna be an outtake to me like cussing right after I put the mute button. Ain't this like right when I'm rolling a commercial? I roll an ad, I usually be doing something like y'all think I just want to roll ads. I'll be like, let me go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or something. Another question popped up. Uh, just wanted to ask if 360 photos. Um, for real estate websites would be great idea or more of a gimmick. Okay, I like them. I think they're a great idea. I was a part of Google when they were testing and rolled out the 360 images for businesses. I have had more success getting businesses to get 360 videos or 360 images than doing it for real estate. And that's just maybe because I started the Google route, but it just worked for me. One thing, the biggest issue with 360 anything, the number one issue that everybody runs into is how to share it, how to display it, without what app, what should they use? I like 360 videos because I can post them on YouTube for free and then put them on the client's homepage. So that's, I like 360 video, it works. Um, I even have a channel, which I was working with a little bit, that's dedicated to 360 virtual tours of the insides of cars. Um, if you go to my channel, you'll see it down at the bottom. Uh, I think it was FFM 360. So I got a bunch of cars that when I had a contract with the company and we were doing car reviews every week, I just captured some 360 footage of the inside of the car for YouTube. So check that out when you get time. But I think 360 for real estate is good. It's just difficult because the price of a 360 camera and the understanding of 360 is something that a lot of realtors are like, oh, I can do this and still come up with great content. I like 360, but find creative ways to use it and it'll pay for we've itself. Used it, I, for a sales tactic, we've used it, mm-hmm. actually. Because we're a Google 360, whatever, Josh did the cert here. And um, we used it as a way into some businesses, to be honest. It was more of a walking in and being like, Hey, we noticed that you don't have this and we're Google certified to be able to do this. And we'd love to just snap a shot so we can throw that up on Google. It'll help your performance, help all these different areas, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great. Come on in here, meet the owner, blah, blah. And it takes like five minutes and we're done. And oh, well, here's our card. Oh, what do you do? Oh, we're actually a film studio. We do this, 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 and this as well. And they're they've already we already built the trust. <laughs> Post that up there. It's so bright. Probably not. Okay, but there you go. Oh man, that's that's a real mean looking high. shot. Yeah. <laughs> but Google Trusted Photographers is you get certified through Google. Um, you do all of their images for 
um, their Google page, you do the 360 videos and you do their photography in it. Right. And the way Google did it was, Hey, we're going to send you a bunch of clients that want to get Google images. It's going to be dirt cheap. We're gonna, I'm going to be real with you. We're going to, these clients are going to spend $300 and they want a video and pictures. However, mm-hmm. it'll give you the opportunity to meet new clients and go further in business. And it, it, it was a good way to get things going, but people who didn't want to spend $300 with Google didn't want to spend 3000 with me. Um, did it turn into clients sometimes? Yes, it did. I, I had some great relationships from it and people I've met that are friends for life and clients for life. It wasn't always lucrative. Um, but I, I did it years ago during the thumbtack time to get the ball rolling and just trying to find ways to get my foot in the door and establish my brand by having my brand next to Google. It allowed me to do that. And I had scary good success. Okay. So next question. Um, let's talk about yeah, unreal engine popped up again. Yeah. Um, somebody asks, where's Alex at? They want you to come on here with the Alex shot. Um, there's a lot of guys like us learning unreal engines. So it's only a matter of time before it becomes cheap. Absolutely. And there's videos that can teach you how to create an environment in unreal in 30 minutes. Go for it, bro. Oh, dude. I'm glad that, um, the unreal situation came up because it's, it's pretty incredible then it's, it's insane. Um, I started getting involved actually in the 3D space, I think, with Blender. And that's mm-hmm. where I kind of started getting my feet wet with oh, that. Uh, and I'm at work now, so you can hear some other some things going on. Uh, the beautiful thing about both is that they're free. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the amazing things is that they're free. Can you stop playing? <laughs> and they are incredibly resourceful. And what they can produce is phenomenal. The crazy thing about um, about the whole Blender side of it, there's a video out there by Ryan Connolly from Film Riot, and he does a nice, nice, nice breakdown. I think it's about like a 10, 12-minute video. If I find it, I'll post it in the Zoom room here. And he kind of goes over to some of the things, things that Ty talked about, like we're on The Mandalorian. It's like a virtual set, the way the camera moves. He talks about that and some other things. And he said that it took him, I think, about a good month uh, just to kind of get some of the bases down so you can start doing virtual uh, virtual sets slash landscapes. Like, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about maybe filming somebody out in the desert and doing X, Y, and Z. And so I think through that, he was able to put together a nice animatic for an idea that he was working out. And like Ty was saying, it I mean, you don't have to worry about paying for actors going out there and film, right? You literally just sit there kind of figure out, well, this is what I kind of want it to look like. Let me switch this around. No, put that boulder over here, do this, this, and this. And then that allows you to kind of give your client a look at another value added proposition that you can provide as a storyboard storyboards that almost nobody else is going to be doing. So there's a lot, a lot of uh, variety and a lot of uh, uses that you can actually have with that, um, uh, with that, uh, that unreal, but let me find that real quick and I'll post it in here for your time. Then you can post it on the YouTube. My, my favorite, one of my favorite YouTube channels is film, right? And those guys moved out here somewhere and I have yet oh, to man. meet them. Yeah, they're good. They're, I love film. Right. They're, they're in down, downtown Fort, Dallas. Fort Worth or Dallas. They're one of them. They moved yeah, from Florida. Let me, let me say this also. Listen, there is some kid or college intern somewhere near you that loves Unreal Engine and Blender that's sitting there doing this all day, every day, that would love the opportunity to have the ability to make some money, whether it be in little or a lot, to, to be a part of what you're doing. It, it's not a field that everybody can step out and make tons of money in today, 
but it's something that a lot of people are interested in doing. And you would be surprised at some of the talent you roll up on that's local that may be interested in being a part of what you're doing so they can focus on that and you can focus on the business. You can work on the business. They can work in the business. So um, you may want to join some Unreal Engine or Blender groups or 3D modeling groups in your area and start to develop those relationships. Because you may meet, you know, just a 16 year old whiz kid is making complete, you know, cities on on the Unreal Engine. That's a beast. All right. I think I got the I think I got the. Uh, link. You're still working on the mute thing, aren't you? No, it should be. Everybody should be unmuted. Oh. I just got the link. I am testing it. Somebody else can do it. I just got the link to uh, let me make sure I see this video coming from Rodney before I post it. It may go back to a video of uh, something crazy. Maybe a testimony. Uh, Rick rolled. I'm not, don't don't start with me today. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I'll find a way to get down to Dallas. Don't start. Let me see. Where's Brandy at? I, I end up running into Brandy in Vegas. We had a ball. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where's she at? She'll tell you. I can't. It won't even let me. Okay. Let me go to the. I'll post it soon. Soon, guys. I'll post it. I have a question. Go for it. So when it comes to like your crew and um and the rates and such, uh, how do we how do we go about showing that on like showing that on the brochure? Uh, or for the clients to, because um, I know like there's, there's like, um, depending on how many people we put on the set, um, the client gets like some sort of like a discount, you mm-hmm. know, 80%, 60%. There's kind of stuff that you talked about in the module. So how do we, how do we go about displaying their discounts on the brochure? Like, is that information that they're supposed to know? Yes. Uh, using the uh, pricing calculator. Okay. Because with the pricing calculator, when you plug in what each person is going to make and then it mm-hmm. breaks it down, it'll show you the discount. So, okay. you know, it, it'll show you what the price is for each per. Like, you know, if you do a three man crew, four man crew, how many hours, base rate, yada, yada, yada. So you can literally with the pricing calculator and it'll give you that in the spreadsheet. All right. Yeah. And the client should see that. The client should know, like, you know. What. You, could, you can export that in PDF and provide that to the client or make it a part of, if, if you use Proposify, you can make it a part of Proposify. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right now I'm using HoneyBook, and I know that you can add, like, you know, these these uh, add-ons and stuff. So I was just trying to map it out, like, how do you display that, that it, that it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can definitely, uh, yeah, I, I post that in, as a part of the proposal. So okay. they can see how many hours and then overages. So they're not questioning. They can go back to the proposal and be like, oh, overage, we're going over eight hours. This is what it's going to cost. Okay. So um, let's see. Ty G said, can you run or start a successful video production business as a full-time college student? Absolutely. And just like Alex say, depends on what your definition of success is. If you're really good at business, and you're landing, you know, clients that are spending five thousand a week, you know, for a video consistently, and you got one client that's doing it. That's success. Um, it just depends on, you know, it's a lot of parameters on where you are, what trying, what you're trying to do, what industry is it? Photography, videography. Um, you may have a client that needs product photographies weekly. They may need five thousand dollars worth of content created. 
They may need $3,000 worth of content created. And that's your only client a week, and you're bringing in 3000 a week working with one client. I like to work with fewer clients and make more money. That's just me. Um, I've started, when I started, I was doing 15 shoots a week. I'm not going to lie to you. When I was, especially when I was dominating like Thumbtack and I had the Google thing going, I was just, I was doing 15 shoots a week. I may have three a day. All right, y'all got to go, you know, and it, it'll be a good day where I may do, you know, $2,300 in a day, but man, it was a 12 hour day. So, um, master your ability to close on clients. And then, like I said, grow that value. And then you'll get better at closing bigger clients and working less. So I'm trying to bring on crew so that we can start doing projects and just summon them out. I know you said you were hiring anybody that want to move into a, what city is that in? One more time. We're up in northern Minnesota. Northern Minnesota. Bring your coat. <laughs> you need more than a coat, Ty. You bring your coat, bring your, your dad bod. Yeah, bring your dad bod. A little insulation. <laughs> Sorry, skinny guys. Sorry. A little insulation. Uh, bring Rodney's your... hairdo would cut it, though. Rodney don't need a hat. He's out there. Let's go. All El Natural. <laughs> he, don't, he don't know what we're talking about. He's like, all right. <laughs> um, somebody said, there's no way I'll pay 50K for a Kia Sorento NFT. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. My understanding is that it could be a future revenue stream for content creators. If you have content that you've created that is famous, like people want it, they want to own it. Yes. Unless you're some type of artist and you're creating something, you have to have some type of following typically to be successful in NFTs. Um, is there anyone in motorsports niche? I'm, I'm pretty sure there is. I don't know if anyone here. That's in motorsports. Smoke, I can't even talk motorsports. But sports in general, um, there's going to always be a place for it. Oh, sorry. Um, what you say? Go for it. Yeah, no, no, no. Because uh, you were just talking about the base rate uh, calculator. Mm -hmm. And when I was when you were talking about it through um, like the breakdown in the module, I was just doing the math with you. And... Um, I, I didn't realize I didn't I somehow skipped over. Oh, I know why, because I did it through the cell phone and the, the this base pricing calculator didn't show up. So I just checked it right now and my math was right. So I'm in uh, I'm on the right path over here. You liking this that, is, that this, you're liking that calculator. That calculator is pretty dope. That, <laughs> that calculator changed my life. That calculator yeah, is pretty dope. You need an NFT for that calculator because this, I do, this calculator man. is dope. <laughs> yeah, you, you oh man. <laughs> Man, you should, you should legit make one too. That would be. I, I want to make you get an app. royalties off that calculator. I want to make an app. That's probably my Yo. next move is to make an app so you can download the app and then you because the calculator this, is spot on. This is it really is. my day, man. Wow. It's it's funny. I had a, um I had a recent job uh, that I had absolutely no idea how to price, um, and they said their budget was about ten thousand dollars, and so I was like, normally I would just say, yeah, okay, well then you know. I'll do it for $10,000, right, right. but being able to actually, actually put it out and, you know, like structured in a way that made sense why I'm asking for that $10,000 was it, it, the calculator gave me a way to do that and to hire more people and to, for it to make sense, you know, yeah. that it's, yeah, it's, it's great. I love Game it. Game changer. Wow. It really, tell me yeah. what the job was. You can't just tell me that. You just say, <laughs> oh, so I, it I was the only nosy person here or what? It was, it was, legit, it was, uh, 
<laughs> so it was a, it was an interesting job. So it was a um, African uh, arts uh, group. Uh, so it was basically a bunch of people who were doing African dance uh, and drums and stuff like that. They had uh, about three. They had three performances that I had to record. So they had three performances that I had to record, and then I had to stitch about seven or eight performances together, and then live stream that. So stitch stitch it together and play the video over live stream for them. So yeah, that was, that was the, the job. It was, it was super simple. You know, I just needed a couple of cameras and, you know, had them go through the, the performance a few times and, you know, stitch that, that together. And yeah, it was 10,000, about $10,000. I will post guys that are doing it. A link. Huh? And Robert had five guys doing it. Well, I had three. I did it. I did it with three. Yep. I'll post a link to the calculator uh, in the comments if you guys want to check it out. But um, yeah, it's pretty dope. It's it's I, it, it really took me, is. It took me a lot to make it. Um, I it was just a lot to make it. But when I got it, thank you for that, man. It thank finally because no. that math is I, I suck at math and I you would jip yourself doing bad math. You just <laughs> rob yourself and then you would try to fix it. And you all jacked up. Yeah. Uh, um, Toy Food Chronicles says that I've been meeting with an SBA mentor. Um, I mentioned. Choosing a beta client in a niche that is uh, it is high level, she said they don't need me. I shouldn't work. I should work with small companies. What do you think? Uh, I think anybody that's in business need content now. That's you got to be careful. Okay, so let me tell you my experience with mentors. Right, um, I love them, and I had to pick and choose what I took from that mentor because I couldn't get a mentor that was directly in my industry. So I had mentors that were electricians that were uh, tree trimming companies. They had different service based companies. And that's helped that helped me start to productize my services. Those are things that I learned from them. Uniforms or ideas that I learned from them. But there are a lot of things that they taught me that I could not bring over. And a lot of my failing forward was understanding what I could bring over and what I couldn't. Content is something that nobody can survive without. So they still need you. Unless they got a marketing company or a video company, they still need you. You gotta remember too though, the SBA is just free. And these are usually I mean Yeah. These aren't experts in any field except for whatever field they were in before they either got too old and retired, um, had one successful or two successful businesses, they might not have any idea on what a filmmaker needs to be successful. That's why this channel is legit because Ty ain't just talking. He's actually got a business that's been successful doing it. And everybody else here is just reaping the benefits. And and you can, if you got out of this business just five years ago, just five years ago, and you're teaching it, the, the information probably isn't as valuable. I mean, just, just what's changed during the pandemic is you know just looking at how you need to maneuver and change in that time you know it's just different i saw you do that video you did a um oh gosh i shared a video earlier this week with our entire team with one of those guys from shark tank and then i was going through my i was going back through my tiktoks and i saw you do a dual video with them oh yeah um, yeah yeah and it was funny because I actually shared that with the um, state filmmaker group, the ones that actually have the pocketbooks. And they were like, that is so true. I'll post a link to that if you guys haven't seen it. 
Uh, Sunhorse Films says, getting into real estate. I have three competitors in my niche, my area. What's the best way to navigate that? They don't have drastically better content. Um, one way to navigate it is is with understanding exactly what pain points you can you can deliver on and then deliver on those pain points better than your competitors, deliver more value than your competitors. Um, and then you could add a little quality into it. But quality is not what makes them better in most cases. It's usually not quality. It's usually they offer the right thing at the right time to the right uh, right client. But yeah, I, I, that TikTok video was spot on. I think uh, Rodney sent me that. I was like, Rodney, what, what did you send me messages early in the morning? <laughs> Wife actually sent it to me. She actually uh, found it on TikTok and sent it to me. I was just like, that was gold. Yeah. That was straight up gold. And I just uploaded it here and TikTok. So I was like, bet. Yeah, you, you know, um, and let me kind of address that. I'll post it you know, when I find the link. Um, but he's pretty much saying that, you know, three years ago, he would have, if he had to hire three people to make it, it would have been three engineers. And now he's saying that if he had to hire three people to make it, it would be three content creators. And he used the term starving artist, which offended some people. But you got to realize a lot of people in this industry, they aren't putting business first. So they are starving artists. A lot of people are content quality first. And they're starving because they think that better pictures will bring people in and they don't look at business and they are they, they don't look at us as as content creators, as business people, because often we skip over it when in actuality, if we learn the business, we're so much more valuable than just a starving artist. So that, that goes to show you how much money's out there. Some of the, uh, the the best artists that I know that are actually successful in the industry will say the exact same thing. They'll say skill has diminishing returns. Yep. At, at some point, you're good enough. It's, it's almost like intelligence. Like at some point, you're smart enough and everything past that really hurts you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. I'm going to get to Mr. B says, Ty, uh, you said, keep your rates the same. Uh, but what do you do if your client budget is more than what your rates are? Uh, just raise the rates and fit the budget. One, I'd offer a product dedicated to a higher end client, right? Cadillac has an Escalade and they got, uh, uh, AT, what is it, ATSV, right? Both are both are within the ideal of a luxury car owner. One is just at a higher scale. It starts differently and offers more. The package start at a higher price. You always want to have things that your clients can't afford that'll keep them thriving and want to get there. You always want to have a really big ticket item. Um, Nissan has the NSX. They always got something that's like, we got some affordable stuff and then we got some stuff for people who got a big budget. So you want to keep you know, you want to keep things like that in your arsenal um, and you want to have an all out price. You want to have something that's just an all out. Everything I got will cost this amount. Um, and that's what I would target that client with. And with that, like with, when you say all out, are you talking about like um, not only production members, but like, you know, your add ons yep. that you're throwing in there too? your add ons, your upsells. We're going to go out and rent a red everything. Because I can, I can, I can easily spend a million of your money filming anything you want. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, right now, it, you at the price I'm quoting somebody is at a is at a van. It's not a it's not a, uh, you know, a twenty thousand dollar a day grip truck. We haven't bought bought cranes out. I haven't rented three Alexas and brought a crew and 
We can I can spend your money easily while making profit off of it. I can get you the production, the quality that you want, that's TV quality, if you can afford that. I never take that option off the table. Now it may it may cause you to do some research to see what it costs to do that. You don't want to spit that price out and now you go back doing it and it's way more than you expected and you're you you're eating money instead of making money. Um, mm-hmm. But you want to develop those relationships. You, that's why I tell you in the course to go to the go to the local camera houses. You may have some local camera shops in your area that rent. Fill out the application. Be a you know make sure everything goes through so that you can borrow anything you want, and then learn about what their high end cameras cost to, to rent. Learn about what it costs to get Alexis and Reds and and Cranes and you know Jibs and you know learn about what it costs to get that, so that if you ever need that. You know, you, it's just a checkbox away. Right. Often we think about what we have. Um, you know, we think about the one camera we have and we're like, how can I? I don't know how I can max a client's budget and I got one camera. Easy. Go rent another camera. You, the, the gear, you don't need the gear to be successful. The gear can be rent. You can rent the gear. But the the understanding and the knowledge of saying, hey, you know, if you're looking for something like that, we can shoot it that way. You know, it, this is the cost to take it to that level. So we had that, we had one um, shoot with a client that was about $10,000 that we did in our studio. And we ended up producing like six 45-second uh, videos for them. Client loved it. They're on a national marketing, um, they own a national marketing company. And they happen to be on the board of a national a national organization that wants to do six figures worth of shooting with us. And they were like, well, how many videos can we get with that? Like, I mean, they were throwing out wild numbers. And I was like, for that, I don't know, six, eight. They're like, what? And I said, maybe 10. And, but I was real with them because I said, okay, so you want us to produce something that you're going to put on national television and it's going to be in, 50 states and you're going to use it everywhere. I'm going to have, we're ha- you, I know you ladies know how to do your makeup. We have hair and makeup people that are going to come in and do it right. It takes extra crew. You'd want to film outdoors. There's a big difference versus being in our studio where we control everything. We've got these huge, they're, they look like tarps, but they're for diffusing light. I need two guys alone just to be setting that sucker up. They're huge. We've got, and I mean, we just started listing off all the stuff. And honestly, when the, when I got halfway through, they're like, everything you're saying makes sense. And it was just because we had all of this, we learned about, you know, the, the structure-based pricing. All I have to do is go check boxes. And I'm like, you're great in front of talking in front of the camera, but on this, we're throwing up teleprompters. This They've got to be spot on. Everything's got to be spot on on this ad. This ain't this. We can't just do this willy nilly. Plus, they don't want to so. waste two hours of messing up that are cost them, you know, mm-hmm. twenty five hundred an hour because they're messing stuff up. They and want to tell them, to run through it. Day rates for actors, what they were. I mean, and it's all those different things, and it all of a sudden adds up, and then they're just like, and they're these are business people. They're not. They're not. They're not stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah. it makes sense to them and it's just they want you to make it make sense yep. that's all they, they they don't make see when you used to working with consumers consumers make emotional decisions 
business owners make logical decisions. Somebody hire you for a party and you and you got and there, somebody else saying I can shoot the party for 200 and you're saying I can shoot it for 500 emotionally. That makes sense as to why maybe quality or they can't really figure out or wrap their head around why they should spend an extra three hundred dollars for you to be at the same party capturing taking the same amount of pictures. But business wise, when they're making an investment and they they they're there to see what the outcome is, you make it make sense. They'll max the budget almost every time unless they don't have it or can't get it from somewhere. That's why I love the business side of things, because all I got to do is make it make sense. I don't got to convince them. A teleprompter makes sense. Do you do this every day? No. Are you a newscaster? No. So you want a teleprompter. Are you going to memorize two paragraphs? Look and see if you can memorize two paragraphs of the stuff you wrote and then look in the camera and say it. If you're not comfortable with that, check that box. It happens almost every time. So and the people on the news use teleprompters. Absolutely. And award ceremonies and all that stuff. They're absolutely. always reading off of stuff. Yep. Absolutely. And when you tell them and talk to them about that, well, I can just hold it next to the. No, you can't. <laughs> I, hate I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that with the, the passion. Just hold the paper next to it. And the video is like this. They're like, yes. And we just want to. So I'm going to tell you what I've done for people who didn't want the teleprompter. I let them do that. And I, then I pause and be like, now let's watch this footage. Yep. Let's yep. watch this footage. And they're like, oh, my God, it's bad. It's that bad. <laughs> it won't look as bad if I just look right under. Yes, it will. And you, I'm going to tell one you. one lady that we did, and it was so funny. She was like, why do I keep looking up at the corner like that? And I said, yeah, the, the, I had to put that really crappy cut in there that you didn't like and you wanted me to change. And she was like, yeah, but why do I keep looking up like that? And I said, because you didn't want to use the teleprompter, you keep looking over at this <laughs> stupid paper. Yeah. She was just, she died laughing because I totally <laughs> called her out on it. When, when I was younger, um, I was a part of a, a, a nonprofit that taught kids video production, and we went and shot an NFL commercial. They let us be mm. a part of an NFL commercial. And, I, we, and we butchered the commercial because... We didn't have a teleprompter and an NFL player, you know, just because they can play, it don't mean they can talk. And the paper was on the side and it was bad. And he was just like, we couldn't even use the commercial. So it was bad. <laughs> North Pole Racing um, says that just moved to a new state with no network and need to build uh, a new client base. Any tips? I do weddings, commercials, real estate, more. First tip is going to be pick one niche. That's going to be first tip um, and then build around that niche. Um, and then marketing, marketing is probably going to be your best bet. Listen, people, number one way to get clients is spending money to get clients. But if your trap is not, they go to, they go to look, I was looking for good looking out, Alex. If your <laughs> trap is not set to convert that, that money you're spending, you're not, it's going to be difficult to make it. You got to. That's why you got, I, I talk about niche and websites and colors and logos and names. Cause I don't care. You, you're going to spend three, three times as much money bringing people to this website for them to, to not want to do business with you. You got to develop the brand to go after a target audience so that it appeals to them. Then you spend the money to bring that target audience to the, to the website. If you do it in any other order, you're going to waste money. A lot of you guys have tried to do Google ads and all kind of stuff, and you don't understand why you can't turn a profit from it. You're spending a thousand, two thousand dollars a month just to bring people back to your website to be confused mm -hmm. as to what you do and why you name that and what your niche is and how you can help solve their problems. Because your page don't speak to their problems. They don't speak to nothing they got to do with them. And they're just like, why am I here next? You have to set a good trap.
That should be your first investment. A really good trap can survive off 10 views a month or 10 views or 10, 10% of what a bad website needs to survive. So keep that in mind. If your website, your niche, your brand, your color, your, your uh, value proposition, your, your demo reel, if all of that ain't right, I don't care how much money you spend bringing people there. They You may get one or two that land on your lap, but it's nowhere near what you could get if you have it designed to, to go after that, that type of client. That's why I preach that so tough. Because a lot of people think, oh, my stuff's good enough. Well, you, you're not getting clients from your website. If I go to your analytics, it say 300 people visited your website. You didn't get one call. Your website's not good enough. Oh, but I, I landed a job last week, but it took 300 people to land one job. It shouldn't take that. Your conversion rate is terrible, but we have to address that. That way we're not spending $30,000 in advertisement to make $15,000. You should be, your, your dollar should be seven to one. For every dollar you spend, minimum you should be making $7 off of it. I should be able to look at my marketing budget and say, if I put $1,000 into this, I'm going to minimum get 7000 out of it. If you can't look at that number directly, it's because your website's not good enough. Your demo reel's not good enough. Your brand is not good enough. That that is an that is something that should be it should be as plain as black and white. This dollar amount in marketing equals that dollar amount in sales. When I make more money, I just keep putting it in, increasing this dollar amount because it's going to increase that dollar amount, and you should be able to grow your business. Now that may change and bounce during seasons and things like that, but your marketing budget should be it should you should be able to look at that dollar amount and know what you're making off that dollar amount every single time because of your conversion rate. That's that's where you got to devote a lot of time and making sure that you are efficient and effective when it comes to your website, your your demo reel, your business, because you should be able to put money in this thing and it should kick out. You know, you should be able to put a dollar in and it should kick a dollar fifty out over and over again. And if it can't do that, we have to become more efficient with our brand. That has nothing to do with our camera, our image quality, none of that. Our our website is just not speaking directly enough to our target audience. And it could be that our target audience is too wide. It's too vague. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to convince people who like Mercedes to like like BMW. Like they just wouldn't work on the same page, even though they offer very similar items. You got brand loyalty and a lot of other reasons. So you need to be very specific and direct with your brand especially when you start off because when you start getting when you start off and you start getting great conversion rates and you're able to close more clients you're able to get more money when you're able to get more money you're able to grow and expand and do things you couldn't do with just a $500 marketing budget now you got a $5,000 marketing budget yeah I can split half to go after photo and half to go after video because I have the money and the means to do it but if you never started off building something that has great convert has a greater conversion rate you won't have the money to do more so that's why that is so important so important people just that's why i got rid of a portfolio site it it doesn't help me do that that's why i'm just so against it for content creators freelancers yes you're, you're trying to get a job it's a it's a resume content creators business owners no don't work as soon as i go to a youtube channel and they are in business for photo or video. And they're like, we got a portfolio site. I don't believe them. They're either selling prints, but they're not in business. 
and and you know that's just a throw punch they're gonna have to work with um let's see ty a while back you mentioned a company that you outsource some of your production um paying a monthly fee tell us the details like how much do it cost thanks from detroit represent the d um who muted why is it why people muted again ask to unmute you muted too everybody let me hit the unmute all oh, button I've never been muted. Test, test. Yeah, I'm, that's weird. I'm not muted. Yeah, I don't as long so. as you don't turn off your video or mic. You, oh, whenever you, you come back. Uh, um, let me ask you this. Sense. Outsourcing some of your video production. Some of your production. Somebody over shot? Yeah, somebody over getting body slammed. Stokes got to get muted again. Stokes, that's <laughs> good. You good, Stokes? Um, so when you say outsource, do you mean the actual video production or the editing? Video production is going to come from local local companies or people that you develop relationships with editing can come from fiverr it can come from flosky it can come from video husky those are companies that i've used that's provided provided good editing um great one mike micah says people who are asking about licensing and llc earlier in the video point them to their local small business development center from the sba they help a lot LLC, you can go to LegalZoom um, or you can go directly to your county building. Licensing, I don't know of a photography or video licensing anywhere, but that's just, it could be my lack of knowledge. Except for drones. Except drones. Yeah, well, I know about Minnesota, that firsthand. Minnesota <laughs> has a drone license that you have to get. Yeah. Minnesota, every, well, FAA. I think federal, everywhere got a drone yeah. license. Well, it's you got to get your FAA. Mm-hmm. But um, like our Department of Transportation and um, and Aeronautics Division in the state of Minnesota require you to get a commercial operator's license so that you can actually film or take pictures. So otherwise, if you do, they've even got it down to the point where if I was at church, took a picture, building looked awesome, gave it to my pastor didn't charge him nothing, was just doing it for myself. In Minnesota, that's illegal because the church could benefit. It's not monetarily necessarily based on cash, but they could benefit because maybe somebody decides to join the church because of that based is. upon the way that building looked in that picture. The, the FAA has that for YouTube. If you upload a video of drone and your view your youtube channel because it's monetized or if youtube runs an ad on a channel that's not monetized they come in after you wow. because there's money to be made off that you're no longer a hobbyist that's your part 107 there. yep that's your part 107 you gonna but learn does that also depend on the type of drone that you utilize if you're using a drone that is under 249 grams, 249 grams or less. Well, if it's for business purposes, you got to be licensed. If it's for business purposes, you got to be licensed. Right. If it's hobby, then you should be safe 249 or less, right? If if no, if no, you don't upload it to YouTube and they decide not to, if there's an ad ran on a video on a little bitty drone that's this big that you decide to take up and film your neighborhood, if YouTube put a drone off of it, I mean, YouTube put an ad on it and they're making money off that ad, you're no longer a hobbyist. Mm. You're now a business. Mm. Wow. That, that is yeah, it. It, so, it sounds like if you're if you're just doing it as a hobby, it's, it's safest not to even upload anything. Just Absolutely. keep it on your computer. Right. 
Share the pictures oh, with your friends. I didn't even know that. Thank you. Thank share, you. Share the pictures with your friends. That's it. But if there's a there's mm-hmm. an advertisement that pop up, if it's on Facebook and they pull it up on their feed and this advertisement's above it and below it, the FAA can come mm-hmm. after you. They better have your 107 wow. or whatever other legal Absolutely. documentation you need. All right. And I'm going to be honest with you. you too bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what was the question? What? They're coming after you, Rodney. No, no, no. So I haven't yet. I haven't yet. And what I, I, what I told you was about time before. It wasn't just what he said. Yeah, it was how he said it. It was how he said it. He just popped up on my screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we coming after you, Alex, Ron. Alex hit you with the Rodney yeah, shot. He hit you with the Rodney shot. Yeah, you want to be careful. You want to be careful with the FAA. They're still in the business of making examples out of people. When it's federal people, you can't duck that. When they want your money, they're not going to ask you for it. It's coming. They're going to go right into your account when you ain't paid it fast enough. It's federal. So keep that in Rodney's mind. Rodney's deleting videos as we speak. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to delete that. It's still there. <laughs> no, private. Let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you. When I got pulled into the FAA, it was a building. I mean, it was it was the scariest, one of the scariest things ever. They had stuff. Now, my my channel, my page wasn't. I Stuff I posted on Facebook. That wasn't even available to the public. They were like, and you posted this at such and such twenty two twenty three at night from your MacBook Pro. Like what? They had everything, bro. Like they knew every IP address. They knew everything. It was stuff that I had deleted that they had. So if it touched the internet, if it touched a server, it's a wrap. And then you got to realize this. If you are a content creator, if they do any searches on you and you are associated with any type of production business, production company and you have a drone you are guilty by association these are things you should know it's kind of like uh you know that you should know well they'll hit the they'll hit the business and they'll hit you yep so if you're filming for somebody the business i think it's a minimum fine of like ten thousand or four thousand and then um you get hit for a lot more you get hit per per Mm -hmm. like infraction because they found me through my through a business I did video and it was a dental office so I had that one shot I wasn't doing like crazy I had that one shot so they went to the the dental office and was like yo blah 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 you know you could face this flying the dental office flipped on me quick it was flash from media he was located <laughs> I was like yo so they so I did and I had at the time I had did a video for um a boat cruise company they do boat cruises out in Rockwall, Rockwall, and the owner of that broke boat cruise used to be the mayor of the city. So I did a video. He was a beta client. I'm just shooting, and I got a, it was a bunch of drone stuff. He was my dog because he was like, I ain't telling you nothing. Like, like y'all get off my porch. Like y'all get out of here. He called me like, Yo, the block is hot. Oh, I do. I love him to death. He was like, Yo, the block is hot. They on your head, the feds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, What? He was like, The drone footage, fam. They own you. He was like, You know, this the agent. He gave me his car. You may want to contact him before he contact you. I was like, What? You know, oh, wow. he was like, This line is not recorded, but I wanted to let you know. I was like, bet. So he kind of tipped me off that I was under investigation even before I got a letter. Because you get a letter and they're like, you're under investigation by the FAA. I got to see if I can find them. But I was like, wow. Yo, you said you got out of it because you knew something with you. Military contacts? Yep. I got out of it due to an old first sergeant that was working at the White House at the time. Wow. How many people can say that? Most people can't. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, when they brought me into the office and they were like, it's $1,000 per infraction, right? 
they had like 29 videos to go through. When I say we was $200,000 two minutes into the first video, like I was like, what in the world? It's like you flew at night. This is a, you flew over people. This is airspace. We can tell from here you're somewhere over, you know, there's another, as you can see the airport, I, I had shot a video of like fireworks. The fireworks and it yeah. was like an air show that was in the distance. I, it, I was, yeah. it was lighting me up for that. That's three yeah. air show fireworks over people dates. Like I was like, wow, it's, it looked like it was after 6 PM. Cause the sun is at whatever. And we triangulated it to know that it was probably after six twenty three. I was like, what? And it was like, that's an infraction. So I was like, I was like 215,000 in and we, they were like, you want to go to the next video? Was, you know how, like, you, <laughs> like you're in an interrogation room. That was all one video. <laughs> it's all one is video. This the man? Is this the man who right, wrecked right. the buffet at the Harrow Club this morning? They, they were like, you ever see the, you ever see the, uh, you ever see one of the movies where they bring you in and interrogate you, and they, and you like, I don't even know why I'm here, and then they cut on the the, the TV, and it's all stuff like it's all you on tape, and then they cut. That it ain't off, even me. And you like, do you want to talk about it? So not only I'm gonna tell you, we're really, we're like, we're really. Not only did they have all that stuff, but they had pictures my number uploaded that I didn't took holding the remote with the kit with the drone. <laughs> like I'm just taking pictures with the drone, like yo. And I got the you know what I'm saying, the remote in my hand. So like we know you were controlling it and the drone belongs to you because on November fifth you said just got this brand new Phantom, fellas can't wait to hit the sky with it. So we <laughs> and all of these shots come from a Phantom three. I was like, dog, I'm done. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And was next, bad. we're coming after you for all those pillowcases that you ripped the tags off of, and, beds and <laughs> all the towels from every wow. hotel. You were, all of that. I was like, man. <laughs> but it was it was rough. Yeah, Minnesota. It's it's funny though because I know Minnesota, from what I found, is is the only state I found, um, and I've looked that uh, requires a special operator's license. So I actually, I, I've gotten to know the department pretty well because there's only 251 of us registered right now in the entire state. And I asked our, the FAA guy, I said, how can they do this? It's all airspace. Right. That's mm-hmm. your territory. And they said, what do they get you in Minnesota? Is um, It's the spot you took off from and the spot you landed. They're going to charge uh-huh. you with that little square. And I'm like, you're, you're, oh my gosh. That's so, yeah. So that's, that's how Minnesota operates as far as it's concerned. Everybody want their money. Minnesota Vikings. I'm, um, don't even bring that up, man. (laughs) We're never going to win, are we? Oh, (laughs) could be worse. You can be a Lions fan. Let me ask you, answer a few more questions and then we're going to move to the, uh, to the after hours. Um, good question here was what three major things do you look for? Uh, in a website or portfolio video and do you need to be a member to get a site review well we just opened up the review section in the community so that you can post and then other members can give their input as well as me come in and give my input because we're going to try to do it like that um three major things you need to have a mission statement you need to be clear on what you offer who you offer it for and you need to provide proof those are three things that needs to punch people in the throat throughout your website and your portfolio what do you do? Who is it for? What problems do you solve? Those are things that you got to get up front. I don't need to be digging for that. Value proposition, I need to know all of that up front. It shouldn't be me yep. trying to decide what did this company even do. Another thing so, I like to, mm-hmm. I, oh, I would say, another thing I also like to say is 
what it what what do you do uh how will it change my life yep. and how can i buy it absolutely those three things don't make people Within work three hard seconds to get to get do business with you how do i feel about, how do i feel about video what's another question real quick before i go to this next one uh well i had a question well you might want to answer that one first because uh my my might cause you to go a little deep go for it go for <laughs> it all right well i was because you were talking about beta clients earlier and so what do you do like so for me and i'm asking this for me um so i'm busy enough right now like i feel like i don't have the room to have a beta client like um you know i'm i'm making i'm making decent money you know always could make more love to make more um but i'm busy enough right now that i'm having to hire guys to keep up with the work and and you know i'm busy so like how do you how do you work that out like how do you make the time to to have a beta client let me ask you a question how important is the next level for you uh, because that answer is in whether or not you got a beta client you don't want to guess what 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 it's going to take to get to the next level. You don't want to guess it because you're going to waste a lot of time and money. If you if you understand exactly what what it takes to get to the next level by understanding the needs of your clients before they can even speak them, before they can even say them, like that's what's going to take you to the next level. Even sometimes you may have to sacrifice work and say, "Okay, I it's a job I can't accept. I got to go learn this." There's been plenty of times where I've I felt like I made more money educating myself in the three hours than go shoot for somebody for $300. But that's the difference between working on your business and working in your business. Being busy with business shouldn't affect you taking it to the next level. You may have to put people in place and you may have to make a little bit less profit to have the time to go and learn what it takes to go to the next level. But it has to happen. Or you will be right where you're at forever and you'll feel like if i just keep working i'll get out the level and it don't work like that you because once you under once you uncover the needs of your clients you're not gonna work as hard i i have freedom like i'm i'm chilling i'm sleeping in most days i i, I built my life like that i built my life so i don't have to work as hard i had to get to the studio today for a 130 see what i'm saying that's perfect i don't i don't i'm not stretch like that i like it to be you know i like it to be calm and, and another thing i want to make sure i share with you and everybody who's still watching this late into the live and this is something that you really i will put my gym alert graphic up here but it'll kick me out of the, the zoom but i want to make sure you you really think about this you cannot be of value and not be afraid to walk away from something valuable stuff can say all right hey this ain't for you cheap stuff got to bend and mm -hmm. and drop and move valuable stuff can say okay huh, your loss when you go to a mercedes-benz dealership and you don't got the money or the credit they don't fight with you to make it happen they'd be like okay you know what i'm saying they'd be like okay it's blurring out everything you posted <laughs> oh, gem alert. I, I think, think he wrote, gem alert. He wrote gem alert. Okay, you wrote gem alert. I Never thought it said German Shepherd. I don't know what you was uh, <laughs> representing over here. <laughs> That's delicious. There you go. Gem alert. Okay. You should, you should spell it J I M so it'd be talking about the other gym. 
That'll have been dope. Gym alert. I'm gonna have a picture with a picture of Jim on it. And it's the new gym alert. You the new uh mascot for Jim Alert. <laughs> that's dope. But anything that's valuable, you're gonna have to say no to a lot of stuff. You're gonna get a lot of people trying to, you know, trying to get you out of steal, get you out of deal, and you gotta be like, no, we're not we're not doing it for that price. And if you can't walk away from something, if you, and even if when I say value, sometimes your time to learn how to take this to the next level is more valuable than the money from that job. You know what I mean? Because it can bring you, this is something that can take you from, I mean, I'm, I'm just guesstimating or just, you know, throwing a number, but it can take you from 60000 to 200000 simply by understanding, having a better understanding of what your client wants. I'm telling you, when you unlock that cheat code, you can't, you can do no wrong. You talking about in the zone, you talking about every shot, Hitting a bucket, you talking about a Steph Curry in the zone moment. When you learn what they need and you're able to provide it, I mean, you're going to just be throwing it at the rim and it's just going to go in. It's going to be ridiculous when you understand what they need. Until then, it's a guesswork. You're guessing. And it takes the guesswork out of it. But when you when they tell you exactly, you know, I have a problem with X, Y, and Z, and you hear it, like when you hear it two and three times from other beta clients, you're going to be like, Oh man, this is it right here. There you go. There you go, Roger. There you Look go. Look at Roderick. Appreciate you. When you when you hear three clients say the same problem and they're in three different parts of the the, the city and they go one is good, one is decent. One, when you hear all three of them hit on a pain point that you know you can fix, and then you provide a solution, a cinematic solution, we can shoot this and film it in a way where we can, and their eyes light up and they're like, man, if you can solve this, bro, I will cut you whatever check you want. When you get that, I'm telling you, bro, you're going to be so happy you did because you're going to be doing those and getting triple the money you was getting working two days a week. I, I and, and I, wanted, I want you to get out of the, the mindset of I got to grind, I got to grind because the people who got money in this country don't. They just make better decisions. They don't work 24-7, 40 hours a week. They want they want you to think that, but that's really, and this is for all cultures, races, and colors, that's really a little bit of slave mentality. And that's and that's based on kind of classism. As long as you think you got to work hard to be successful and you want to do these 40 hours, we're going to keep you thinking that because I need you to show up and flip these burgers. But the truth is, you want to get to a point where you're making two decisions a week and making 10,000 a week, 20,000 a week. And you just like, yes, no. All right. I'm going back in here to watch the rest of this uh, show. And, and I mean, the goal is to get to that point. You know, I'm I know for me personally. It's been to build a brand that doesn't require so much of me. You'll see in the future that Flash Home Academy is about to move off just my face and move into more of a brand. And and my goal here is not to be a guy with a YouTube channel that sells courses, but a community and a company that provides information for content creators that just so happen to have a YouTube channel. So but, get your tie stickers now for Flash Film Academy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get your we'll, disappear forever. Tie NFTs. Get your tie NFT before there's well, still some left. <laughs> them, them throat punch I, NFTs, man. Time on. It, man. I already got my throat punch shirt. So there what we go. go? I'm nice. sorry, I missed it. The three questions that they had asked. I'm sorry, I, because you said the three things the that need to be on the website. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, three things that need to be on your website and your portfolio. That makes sense. Yeah. I was just curious um there was some other questions that popped up oh i, I had a question um it. so uh, uh you had said it earlier something about 
when you were in um, Mississippi, then when you moved here to Texas, like you became a lot more focused. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you uh, elaborate on what your first uh, niches were for Flashbone Media and how it has expanded to what we are today? Okay. My first niche was everything. Anybody who got a check for me was my first niche. I was doing, I, I shot a, this is going to be crazy, Brett. It, I got to tell you. I, I, some of y'all probably heard this story. I shot a wedding for a woman who married herself. I BS you not. She what? married. <laughs> you talked about that in okay, after listen, hours. I think we, shot, we talked about it in after hours, but I'm not going to go into full detail. I shot a wedding for a woman you take who, yourself. who married herself. <laughs> It was That's crazy. Fun. And I was like, that, sound, that sounds like, I was like, wait, what? Like she married herself. She gave her, she even gave herself away. It was the craziest thing. Ever. So if anybody's looking for a niche, if, anybody, if anybody's looking for a niche right now, specifically weddings for people who are marrying themselves, the check clear, super niche. I showed up. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And my jaw was dropped the whole wedding. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like it just kept getting crazier. It was just crazier and crazier. Like, Wait like, a minute. Did she kiss herself? She kissed herself. She hugged herself. She smeared, she smeared cake on her own face and laughed about it. We did that it. when we were kids, didn't we? I mean, guess with that. <laughs> so it was probably like 60 people there. Like, and these people were all in the right mind. Okay, listen. Oh, they, we all were like, we all so so the the she had a set time like six for it to start right, but she didn't come out of the dressing room until seven. If you she was late to her own she wedding. was late to her own wedding. If you didn't get there before six, you couldn't get in. And if you got in, you had to stay standing until she walked down the aisle. So there were people outside, mad people inside, mad standing. There was people there. There was people, people mad because they couldn't get there? No, 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 no. They, they were mad because they couldn't, they wouldn't allow them to sit down until she walked down the aisle. Oh my and she was an hour late. So you're mm. standing by your chair for an hour waiting on this lady. Wow. So it was no, just, it was just crazy. She got good she friends, man. Bread. She got good no, friends. Got so, so she this is the backstory. This is the backstory. It's a little Don't bit of a backstory. The backstory. They told me to go home that day. I would have been. It was people mad. It was like old ladies. Like I've been standing in there. Like, ma'am, you got to stay standing. So she was sick with something she had battled and won. She was in remission for something, and she was like, "I'm never gonna have a wedding, so I'm gonna marry myself." She probably was like 48. It's like I'm gonna marry myself. I was like, okay. She was, it was weird because she had wanted me to like wear certain colors. And luckily the colors was like gray and black was within mine. Cause everything was black and silver and everything. And that's right. You're right. You, I did charge her extra to wear a shirt I already had. Cause I was going to wear it anyway, but she wanted me. To, I, I usually wear like a white shirt. Like I had a white button up long sleeve flash film Academy shirt. That was more, you know, professional, whatever. Or I have a black, a black button up with long sleeves, but she wanted me to wear gray and black. So I had a polo. I charged her extra and I wore it. So it was weird, but it the check cleared. <laughs> what can I say? It was, you know, she paid it. So that's that's the type of stuff I ran into that on Thumbtack, but it it paid the bills, kept the lights on that month. So it is what it is. Um so okay. I, I started with 
just doing just about everything. And it wasn't, I started getting mentors that, that were like, we don't understand exactly what you do. Mm. That made me, you know, Hey, you need to do less. And I was like, what are you talking about? How can I make more money doing less? Like, how can I make more money doing less? It doesn't make any sense to me. And they started breaking it down about focusing on, you know, cause I was marketing, I was spending money on Google just to get three calls and 6,000 people come to my website. My demo reel was, I had clips from movies I shot, people getting shot up, and but the quality was great. I shot it with a black magic, and the lighting was, you know, dramatic, and it was cinematic, and I thought that anybody could have looked at somebody getting shot and see our special effects and feel like we can shoot corporate videos for them, but it didn't translate to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just didn't. My old demo reel, I had to find it and post it, but it was... I thought it was dope. It was drone shots at the time. I thought it was like... on the pool. Huh? That was Nick. You got shot and fell in yeah, the pool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because you had two different. You said this is my old reel. This is my new reel. Yep. yep. Or my current. If you took the so, uh, yeah. the 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 five key steps course, I go over that. I talk about what my old reel was and then what my new reel is. Absolutely. I had a guy shot, fell in a pool, blood in the water. I'm like these special effects. Underwater shot. Kill him. Yeah. It was underwater hot. shot. Yeah. I, but it didn't As help me. As a content me. creator, I was all for it, but I could see what you were saying. We appreciate stuff that the average person is not. We know how hard it is. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, I've seen that in the movies before. What's it going to do for me? Yep. So for money, there's yeah. a difference. I just I learned that. And I had, you know, I had a bunch of different mentors. And I was paying mentors a thousand dollars a week. Like I was spending, spending money on mentors, man, like to come in and be like, no, yes, no, yes. Just after a while, I just started, you know, taking the information that I felt helped. And it was just just I'm talking about. When I say, you know, it just grew. Like one week I get two clients, the next week I get three clients, the next week I get six. Like it just kept growing. The one, you know, my average dollar per ticket one one week was this, and then a week later it just grew, and it was just like, it got to the point where it was just like, man, like I, you kind of get scared of. Is it always going to be like this? But then you realize the work you put in to get it here. So it's just a it's just a running machine at this point. You know what I'm saying? And it's just steps to it's just steps to build it. And it took me time to really understand. Like I, it, it took me time to get out of my own way, right? To to understand that the way I think of doing it is not important because I'm not selling to me. Take take all of my creative wants and needs that I think should be here, look good, and trash it because I'm not the client. Go ask the client; they'll tell you. They don't. They'll tell you. Like they. That's why. That's why with beta clients, I learned that. Like let them tell you. Don't because it's stuff that I was like, what? Like, y'all want me to do what? And I just totally disagree with it. And I was like, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna A B test it. I go do it that way, it'll shoot through the roof. I'm like, this is so simple and dumbed down. Like, like I wanna do, you know, moving screens and dope all this extra. And they're like, no, just make it this. And I'm like, man, ain't nobody gonna appreciate. Don't because it's stuff that I was like, what? Oh, like, Bill, let's see you uh, like, feedback a little bit. I totally so, it was just like, you know, I would go do, I would dumb it down and just make it simple and just, and it would just work. I would A-B test it out. It would just be 15 to 1, 15 to 1, 30 to 1. Like, dang, okay, let's do that. And I, I and after a while, I would just like, you know, I started paying mentors less, which they helped me get to where I was at. But but my, my beta clients, I would just run this by all three of them and just... You know, I, in fact, I got to a point where I had like five beta clients and I would do like a polling system where I ran something and it was either thumbs up or thumbs down and whatever got the most votes, I would just implement. 
And I just got it to the point where it just started working. And I just, I focused on becoming more consistent. And that's exactly what happened. I be, I just became more consistent, more consistent. I knew, I, I knew I can wake up on Monday. And if I sent out five proposals on Monday, I knew I was closing three to five of them. Like it, it was no doubt in my mind. Like it would be times that I would, it'd be times that I can almost bet that I would close a certain amount of dollar amounts. Like I wouldn't have it now and I can make like a payment arrangement for Friday. Like, yeah, I'll get y'all y'all thousand dollars by Friday and I go to work and I know I'd have it because I was so good at converting clients and I was so good at bringing in new clients and I knew exactly what they needed. And by the time they went through my website that, that covered all of their pain points, when they got to me, I really didn't have to sell them like all that pitching and smooth talking and maybe we can, and we can help you. I didn't have to do all of that. It was like, are you available on the fifth? Yes. Can you know, this is our problems. Cool. Let me send over a proposal. They got it. They click these boxes. They want, I get it back. I'm like, wow, I didn't think they was going to spend this much. Cool. You know, they wanted, I thought they was going to spend a thousand. They spent in 20. Cool. Uh, send over the, the retainer pay square money to your account instantly you you good you got it and, and the next is just you know continuing that relationship and make sure you deliver what they want but once you start to to know who you're building this for and you're able to build it for them and everything speaks to them they literally gonna say i want that that, that video that's what we want for our company cool let's do it and, and when they see that video being done for another company and it's a competitor or somebody within their niche their industry and you say this is what the price is, they're not going to question it. Because they're like, if my competitor paid it, I got to pay it. Give me something better than them. Matter of fact, what did they get? Give me the next one up. Like, I was getting that all the time. Because they would see other competitors that I've worked for within their niche and want to outdo them. Always wanted to outdo them. So my price just kept going like... You know what I'm saying? Don't let me get a Toyota in the mix, a Verizon in the mix, a Samsung in the mix. Um... Don't let me get a big company to come in and just really skyrocket that price. Companies are like, let's do it. Let's do it. And I've worked with companies everywhere from just trying to find my niche from male enhancement companies to, like I said, dentists and everywhere. So not only what's crazy is when you develop that niche and, and you started being consistent in that niche and you start getting those high end clients, right, that's spending five, ten, twenty thousand per shoot and not batting the eye. They don't even want to see it till it's done. They're not even watching the video completely. They're just uploading it. Like that's how much they trust you. Like, well, just upload it. And we'll, like they don't even they don't even go back and forth. They'll they maybe watch it once and be like, perfect. I'm doing very little revisions. So I may work with them within a, in, in a niche. Let's say uh, the niche I was working in was um, like corporate highlight videos, right? And it'll be an event. Like I did an event for um, a company that made screen doors that they, they were uh, they were a supplier to contractors that go out and people pay them to create these, uh, these uh, screened in back porches. So they were ones that provided the screens, the remote control screens. Um, and they had a conference that they hired me to film at. So because I created a highlight video for that conference, they put me on every screen door contractor that was there. So all of those contractors are coming to me for testimonials, brand videos. And these are people that are outside of my niche. But now I got 50 of them. So here's enough business for the next year of one event. So multiply that by me doing nothing but events and getting referrals and getting people say, yo, this is, who's, you know, they're sitting at a conference like, man, who shot this video? 
And they're like, oh, the guy who shot it is also covering the event. They coming to me, want me to do other stuff. So simply by understanding the business, doing great stuff for my target audience, um, and them giving me referrals, I didn't have to spend for a long time. I didn't have to, my, my marketing budget would lower because I, I just didn't have the ability to get to everybody. Like, I, it was a weight to do business with me. And that just made me more expensive. Because I would just raise the price. Like, okay, I don't got everybody calling me. My price must be too low. Let me raise it. And I, I would work less and just make more. And to the point where I got to my price, to the point where it was a good balance of, you know, I, I don't want I don't want thirty jobs a month. That's just too much to deal with. Like I, I, but I'll take five that pay, you know, with all of those thirty paying more. So that were easier clients. I got less customer service to provide. I got less data. I got less archive. Like I got less. I don't have to go with the super Vimeo plan to manage twenty, you know, customers at once. I don't got to go with the super proposify plan to manage. I don't got to do all of that. My numbers are smaller. My payout is bigger. I got more free time. It's perfect. So when you get to the point where you're getting a lot of clients, that's something you'll have to learn as well, how to balance that and make sure you tune it to the lifestyle you want. I want a lifestyle where I have freedom, where I can shoot it, deal with the client, hand it to my editors and have it all delivered. And I'm still a project manager, but I'm, I'm free. I'm not a slave to my work. I can sleep in. I can wake up and go in my office at 2 a.m. and knock out some stuff and set it all to send at 830 in the morning and I'm sleep. You know what I'm saying? So that was just the life I wanted to create it, create around my personal goals. And as your business grow, you'll start to develop that as well. You may want Tuesdays off. I like the hoop on Tuesday nights. I'm not missing that. It ain't a job. I'm not going to say it ain't a job, but 95 percent of the jobs I get. It's not worth me missing them hooping on Tuesdays. That's just me. I got a group of guys, they're business owners. We take, we get to talk business. That's just what I like to do. I, it, it takes a lot for me to move that. You know, my, my son plays football on Saturdays. I don't want to miss that. I'm not going to book nothing on that. I'll send somebody to it, but it'll take a big job for me to miss that because I want to be there because my dad may not have been to all my football games. So I want to make sure I'm there for his. So little stuff like that you'll learn to build around um, as your business grow. Uh, and, and, you know, it takes time to understand the, the better you are at your ability to understand the pain point of your target audience. It all comes down to that one thing. The more your business will be able to grow and you'll be able to tailor it to the lifestyle that you want and not just deal with the one you got. So you, you don't have to work like a slave to make money. You just got to be smart. And you got to get out of the idea of mm-hmm. trading time for money and grinding we we tend to think I'm a we, we got three jobs man that boy is, I don't respect people that got more jobs to make it I just don't I used to I used to think it was like man they got two jobs they out here doing it they blah 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 but unless you're doing it to get out of a rut or a hole or something temporary that just means you're not getting paid enough at one job your time is so it, the value is you have no value in your time or what you do that you have to work more than the average person to 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 survive. That means the value of what you do, your hourly value of your life is lower than where it should be. You got to raise that. So that's just me. And that's just some people don't look at it that way. And it may be um, harsh or whatever, but uh, it's just that we've been bred to be consumers in a certain tax bracket to just work hard and shut up 
and, you know, turn 60, retire, barely make it after retirement and go somewhere and die and teach that to our kids. But you got to break that by being a business owner and, and, and looking at the world, you know, for what it is. And it is a place of hungry consumers that are waiting to consume whatever that you create to make their life more convenient. So, you know, you, you have to create something that makes somebody life more convenient and then you'll they'll buy it and you'll be good. I, I had some uh, some stuff pop up, some people grabbing their throats. Um, yeah, some some stuff, some people grabbing their throats. But, you know, you got to a lot of it is is mindset. A lot of it is attitude. A lot of it is how you look at it. You you know, I've I've seen people that want to sell a fifty thousand dollar video, but couldn't say no to they couldn't walk away from a deal. How is your stuff this valuable? But you still hold on. How how like that? It don't it don't go hand in hand. Like if it's that valuable, you got to say you're going to say no to a lot. You got to be cool with saying no. Your value don't go up with you want more. Your value go up with you not dealing with what's what's below. A lot of times you got to say, no, hey, this ain't the job for me. Let me let me send you over here and make a few dollars and send you somewhere else. But I, it's not, you know, this these are our prices. And there's there's really nothing to negotiate other than what you want and don't want. That's on this list. You don't, you know, when you, that's why people, they always got a bad taste in their mouth or they feel funny about anything they buy from a flea market. Like, it's just not the prestige as buying it from a Gucci store. You know what I'm saying? Buying it from a Gucci store, spending $10,000 on a freaking bath towel, make people feel like they really got something. If they go to a flea market and spend $100 on it, they feel like, like it's like, oh man, you know we got it, you know we got. It just don't have the same prestige, and it could be the exact same product, but how they sell it makes it more valuable. Uh, counterfeiting threads is—I don't even know why people. I mean, it—it it sucks, and it's their design, and I, you know I don't condone it. But to counterfeit a piece of thread, and you got the same thing, and your logo look like the logo on that one, and you feel less of a person. It's a mind trick. It's one of the greatest mind tricks ever because your logo didn't come from the store and there is the same logo. You know what I'm saying? It's just a mind trick that we fall into as consumers and we got to break it. Um, I think some other questions. Can y'all can jump in whenever you're already. I got a question. Wait, where is go crazy? Stupid. That's his name. He says, why won't you guys help me? Help. You need to block that individual. Uh, he says that he's oh I see what he's going through it's okay it's okay uh, he's talking about oh, he's talking about daddy asking me to jump off of stuff he's asking me to daddy yeah it's okay let's see what term I want to use to block him sexually explicit material child abuse yeah he looks like a child abuse type but let's use that all right <laughs> he's out he's of telling here. you man you gotta. You gotta, you gotta give us them, uh, them band hammers. Give us wrenches. <laughs> let, let your gold members. I wish get that I need to find order. out how I can do. I need to look into that. Um, yeah, you can, knuckles. you can give. If if we're on YouTube, I don't know if you can do it from the Zoom because we're we're usually not in Zoom and YouTube at the same time. But anybody who's in the chat, you can give them a mod wrench, and then you know oh, we can. I see that we can take care of a lot of that. 
Yeah, you can yeah, go to Give us virtual, virtual brass knuckles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Get it out in Texas, but you know what's yep. allowed on YouTube. Give, a, so. give us those smart wrenches. We'll, we'll we'll get that. We'll get that chat cleaned up. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that so, way you don't have to pay attention to go, it. Go ahead and post in the comments so I can hand them out to y'all. That way I ain't gotta go through all the. I ain't gotta dig through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just post something in the comments, and uh, and I'll, oh, and I'll game. yeah. No, I'm saying y'all, so I can get y'all the the the, high, the jackhammers. The oh, he still oh, he said he don't like. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, there you go. You have been appointed. There you go. That's one. No, the rest of y'all, because y'all can just go ahead and hammer away. It's funny. That is hilarious. Yeah, they just you know he's still doing it. Okay. But so when you've been granted rights to um, to make those executions happen, I'll go for it. Go ahead, just go ahead and, and and hammer away. There you go. Okay, there's a few handed out. We gotta get ready to wrap, but that's kind of that's kind of dope. Oh shoot! Oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's on. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Listen, you you gonna have trolls. That's a part of life. Enjoy it. You gotta it's look at it. Is you gotta look at it from the bright side. The bright side is, uh, you know, oh he's real mad. He's big mad. The bright side is uh, you know. It's just fun. Like it's just people want to you know do what they got to do. They want to just be seen. Um, if you get into a project, let me post that up over here so I can post it. We get a few more. And we out. Uh, if you get into a project, what is your favorite part to get involved with post production or pre? Okay. So I like pre production because I get to upsell you like crazy. <laughs> I get to upsell you like crazy. Um, filming wise, I like production, regular production. I like to, I like to go there. I like to film it. I like to have fun. I like to be the director. I'm a director at heart. So, um, you know, that's what I love. Anybody else didn't get a hammer? If anybody else want a hammer, just let me know. Um, the live stream software I'm using is Ecamm, uh, Ecamm Live. They're yeah, always, you know, you, you're not doing nothing if you don't got haters. You ain't got haters. You ain't really doing nothing. You ain't really doing it. So it's all good. With that said, we're going to wrap and we're going to go to the after hours. You know how we do. Um, if you are a gold member, I would highly encourage you to jump in the after hours because it's about to get real raw and trill. Um, So make sure you're a part of that because you know how we do. Um, I am maybe I'm going to put out a poll because I am really considering offering group coaching and specific topics that, you know, maybe like. Um, a few days a week, we may have one on sales or we may have one on websites or something like that. We, we, I'm, something I'm considering in the future. I got a few things I got to clear up some space for and make sure I have the time for. But I am going to put out some fillers to see if you guys will be interested in that um, in the future where you can say, hey, you know, course may not work for me, but I would like to sit and talk to some guys and maybe a group of people who are per niche wedding videographers. We want to go through X, Y, and Z or cause a lot of things that I speak, I try to speak in theory cause it can, it, it, it's different for whatever niche you're in. Um, and sometimes whatever location you're in, but maybe we can do like a niche base, um, group coaching, something like that. I'll be dope. Um, we we may not do, we 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 we're gonna definitely look into that. But what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna close this out. I wanna thank you guys for being a part of it while you're on the live. We're gonna go to the after hours and thank you those who have viewed. In fact, let me go back to my other screen. So stand by. Stand by, gold members. 
any all you guys that were on make sure you hit that like share subscribe all that stuff all the youtubers ask y'all to do and y'all just normally don't do it i'm going to ask that you do that also we're going to ask that you post what you learned in this video post what you learned in this video i would love to know what you have learned that's why we come up with these great topics because you guys tell us hey ty this really helped me so i can get that information and i can double down on it and make sure not only do i hit you with a left but i hit you with a right and then an uppercut because I want to make sure that you're like standing there with them birds over your head. I love it. I love it when you're in an audience and you feel that way. Um, so I want to make sure that we continue to bring you stuff that means a lot to you here at Flash Home Academy. You see how I do that? I ask you instead of me saying this is what you need to know. This is what I want to teach you as my 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 beta slash clients. I'm asking you what pain points do you have that I can address? Because guess what? That makes me more valuable. That means you'll stay, you'll tune in, you'll come see me, you'll subscribe. If I'm able to answer the, the, the problems that you have, if I'm able to help you solve some of the problems that you have and overcome it, then I become valuable to you and this becomes one of your favorite YouTube channels. So in an effort to do that and in full transparency to show you how business works, I'm going to ask that you post what you've learned so that I can keep bringing it and now you don't show up one day and I'm just you know, reviewing something that you care nothing about. All right. With that being said, you guys be safe. Um, next live is going to be Tuesday at one. It's going to be a lot of content dropping between now and then. As you see, I've been dropping content daily, five days a week. Some days I drop two videos, but I've been, I've been doing it. It's been paying off. Video views are up 80% since, uh, since last month. Now we just got to get people to hit the subscribe button. If you're not a gold member, do that. It's right there on the screen. You get all of that. And you get to be around a community of people who you can talk to because your auntie and your mom and them don't care about what you're going through. We do. And it's good to be able to bounce these ideas off people like yourself. Um, and then you get so many lectures like this. It's not even funny. So um, you guys be safe. I will see you all in the next video. Y'all ready for this uh, after hours? Y'all ready to get down? All right. Here we Let's do it. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.